0: Before sunrise, they were going to hit the sanction again. He intended to make them run to pull that bloody stopper for him.
1: Flee for your lives! That. Is right. What's up, internet? My name's Nerdy, and I'm
0: Clarouz, and
1: this is the Nerdy Wordy Book Club. This is a show where my wife and I sit down every week to discuss the kink of spanking, and also (laughs) there's a book involved.
0: There is also uh, a book involved sometimes. um,
1: Okay, but it's mostly the spanking. It's
0: yeah, it's it's mostly mostly spanking. And uh, you know what? Hey, Robert Jordan's a kinky man.
1: Do you remember when we first started the show?
0: Oh, I should give everybody a warning. Big red flag warning here, guys. If you're here because uh, you don't actually want to watch the show, you just want to talk shit, we're about to be really woke. So you, so you might want to plug your ears or avert your eyes. Just, just in case. That's your only warning.
1: Um, my name's Nerdy.
0: <laughs> and I'm Clarus.
1: And uh, when we started the show over a year ago...
0: <laughs> over a year?
1: <clears throat> over a year ago, we had so many people... Who came into our chat mm-hmm. and we're like I can't believe you guys talk about sex so much in the Wheel of Time and I can't believe you talk so adult about this se- fantasy series yeah this series is not sexual it's not adult this series Simot is corner. <laughs> people were so upset yeah. and now that I've read the books I'm like what fucking books were those idiots reading like legitimately the people who are like, I can't believe they swear in their Wheel of Time. What? what? fucking series did they read that they thought that we were going too far? Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, it is so hilarious to me that, I, and obviously those people all fucking left because they're all prudes and they could never survive in the yeah, real yeah, world. Yeah, it's, but yeah. the, the, the idea that this series is PG is one of the dumbest fucking concepts that Chad has ever brought up in any live stream I've ever been a part of.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is like the smuttiest, darkest, like...
1: (laughs) There's, at this (laughs) point, like, at this point, there are more consent issues in this book than there are characters, and there are a lot of fucking characters. So, like, the idea that at any point we were being too adult for this series, it's just, I like, I want to go back and talk to those people and be like, what? Did you, maybe they had only read The Eye of the World.
0: It's like what Chad says, it's like people who get upset that Star Trek got political. And you're like, oh, yeah. my dude, my, oh, sonny, sweetie, baby. Like- it's just,
1: it's so funny. Pillow Friends is a great example. Like, people are like, there's no gay people in the Wheel of Time. And I'm like, these bitches be gay.
0: <laughs> we love our bi-representation as well. But, uh, yeah, no, it is, uh, it's it, it, it's been an interesting journey. That is for certain. Uh, before we get into, like, the actual book, I had a question for chat specifically. And there's like
1: wait wait. wait. wait, wait yeah, Let's yeah. stop one second. Ashandru says you equate lack of consent with sex. Ashandru. What like put two and two together. That's not what we said. Come
0: on. You've been here if, if you've been in more than one of our streams. <laughs>
1: that like... is the like that is the grossest false equivalency. I am saying that the books have a level of adult conversation in them uh-huh. that is further than the adult conversation we were having during book one. And that the idea that the books could be allowed to talk about things as adult and difficult to talk about as that, but that we should keep our streams PG was very silly. If you can't understand those two concepts, book club might be uh, too much for you. <laughs> wow, I'm being spicy to start this morning, but like, don't be like, you think lack of consent. I'm not, I'm not advocating for rape. If you've no. watched the show, you know how I feel about the way these series handles rape.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys, you guys already know. I have a question for chat.
1: Mm-hmm. I've been
0: thinking about how many characters are in this series.
1: 2,700 and... So, something along whatever. those lines.
0: Right, 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 yeah. right, 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 Is it weirder that there's not a single person who has the same name as another person? Or is it <laughs> weird... It, it would have been weird if Robert Jordan had had people with the same names.
1: No, it, it's so much weirder that everyone has a unique name, but that none of the names are actually unique. It's just that in the world of this <laughs> world... Every single person spells their name differently, even though they're all just named Sean.
0: Well, maybe, yeah. We, every it, character yeah. in
1: this series is named Sean. It's just spelled differently.
0: Every character, every character is Sean.
1: But uh, I mean, like at this point, they're either Sean or Anaya
0: mm-hmm,
1: <laughs> or mm-hmm, Anaya mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. Anaraya or like they're. It's all like Anayola. <laughs> Like, there should be at least two Rands. You know what I mean? Yeah. They should yeah. meet Rand Al Jamanson mm-hmm. And they, they should be like, oh my God, your name's Rand too? Mm-hmm. But there's not even another Matt.
0: Like, I don't like, even know if I know 2,000 people and at least eight of them are named Sarah. You know what I mean?
1: The reason I go by nerdy... The reason I go by nerdy. Because
0: we always need another David. It's
1: because there's so many fucking Davids in the world. I was on a hockey team when I was a child Uh where there were six Davids. We fielded our opening ice, right? three forwards, two defensemen, and my ass in net. We fielded six Davids to start every game because we were the best six players on the freaking team. I mean, I was the only goalie, so I didn't have any competition. But the other five Davids were very good.
0: Father Drusome, uh, thank you. Welcome back to the nerd table. Time to use my membership milestone chat <laughs> to talk about something very relevant to the conversation. Hashtag butts. Hashtag
1: butts. We
0: do, we do love the good booty.
1: Um. hmm uh,
0: the. <laughs> I just want, Mike LLL like,
1: says there was only one Ken. Remember him? That's
0: true. That's true. It's it's just one of those things where, like, the farther that I get into these books, I'm like, every single person has a unique name, but there are also so many people that like, would I find it confusing if there were like two Toms? You know no, what I mean? Like
1: no, because that's because that's how the real world is. Yeah. There are four famous Chrises. I know who they all are. I'm not like, oh my god, which Chris are we talking about? Mm-hmm. There's the good one, the hot one, the there's sexy Ryan, one, and the Ryan. bad one. There's
0: also several Ryans out there, you know?
1: No, there's only one Ryan. Ah.
0: Uh, yeah. Gotcha. There's I'm only sorry, one my Ryan. My bad, my bad, my bad. Yeah. Um I just I just thought it was funny and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Chat. I'm gonna ask Chat if they think that it's if it's if it's strange that no one has like duplicate names, which I feel like is a fa- very fantasy thing, or if they're like No, no, I'm so glad that there's no duplicate names because it's so hard to fucking keep track of everybody.
1: Here's the thing. I think that this isn't usually a problem. Because in most books, the author doesn't have a sadistic need to name every character no matter how unimportant they are to the story. Right, like most, most authors write a woman came (laughs) up and handed him a piece of paper and then that woman left the room and our main character read the piece of paper. And Robert Jordan writes, the tent flap opened. A swirl of green satin entered the room. Rand realized. The
0: embroidery (laughs) around the hem of the the dress was uh, in intricate flower patterns. Her
1: slim waistline allowed her average size bosom to appear massive by scale. (laughs) As her breasts boobily boobed into the room, Rand realized that her face was a face he had never seen before. She introduced herself as Sean, and Rand remembered that her name was slightly different from Sean, and also (laughs) Sean.
0: There's so many Shans. As she left, the
1: scent of her fear and anger hit Perrin's nose, and he realized (laughs) that woman was 7,000 years old and had been brought back right away. And Perrin, are
0: not together. This is fake. This is fake. fake. You fucked up. You ruined it.
1: (laughs) They will be together again someday.
0: God, I really hope so.
1: Someday out there, (laughs) our characters will meet. God, that, yeah. Mm hmm
0: they met. They know each other. They just haven't seen each other in...
1: <laughs> Franklin Cheatham says, I like the Descending Third Sean. He's a bop. <laughs> Blue, thank you for gifting those memberships. Blue,
0: thank you so freaking much. You are incredible, as always. Uh, y'all enjoyed those memberships. Drop some uh, nargs. Drop some nargs in this chat. <laughs> Drop some nargs in time. this chat. <laughs> the wheelie Yoda love know. Uh Well done. That was great. Oh, my well. God. That was fantastic. Um... Uh, thank you, blue, thank
1: you, blue. Um, how <laughs> does my Sean sound? I want to sung around this shit. Sheon That's you, that's Vera. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, that's
1: that's gorgeous. It's it's your the first name's kind of like a donkey noise, like sheon, but the last name. it's sheon ever. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
0: Jenny Bell, the Catswain
1: sucks shirt is back. I finally have a reason to wear it again because Catswain sucks. This okay, she is the most one-dimensional character I've ever read in my entire life. This is a uh, woman who has
0: you know this woman This true. is a
1: woman who has exactly one way of interacting with every situation, to the point where every time a character mentions her and she isn't in the room, every character in the room goes, Yeah, that woman sucks. I mean, and this is supposed to be our diplomat. You,
0: you, Here's the thing. You say she's the most one character, and she only does one thing. But we know that uh, every Aes Sedai only has one method of approach to any to every problem.
1: Oh, no, no, 100%. Cat <laughs> Swain is just the epitome of them. Cat <laughs> Swain is all of the Aes Sedai at their worst.
0: I don't agree with that. That's fine. I do not, I do You're not wrong, agree but with you there. you you can disagree with me. Uh. <laughs>
1: Uh, is there any housekeeping? Oh, uh, y'all, we have a Star Wars Celebration panel. I didn't throw that image. Uh, if you go up to our, there's going to be a poster for it uh, that goes up later today on, on our socials. Twitter. Uh, if you're going to Star Wars Celebration, we're going to be there uh, the whole weekend. But our panel is the first day. Start your Star Wars Celebration off right with a book club. Friday from 1 to 2 p.m. in room 14, the Net News Stage. The Nerdy Wordy Book Club will be covering Star Wars Jedi Battle Scars yeah. by our uh, IRL friend Sam Maggs.
2: Yes. Yeah. How yeah. cool
1: frickin' is that? She's uh the best. come talk about bisexual love in the Star Wars universe with two bisexual idiots who are in love. Aw. I love we yeah.
0: too. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I, I I think you're wrong about Katsumi.
1: In what uh, way? No, I, I'm like I'm actually curious. Like, what what is what is the second thing that you've seen from her? Like, I feel like we've gotten this one version of her.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It it's kind of goes back to our Irwin discussion that we're having in um, Attack on Titan, and the chat and people who watch our videos will see next week. I think that season three finally showed us another side of Irwin, and I got mm-hmm. really excited to see that other side of him. That yeah. video will go up on Thursday, but like. I, I'm, like, legitimately waiting to see another side of Cat Swain, and I just feel like I'm not.
0: Here's the thing about Cat Swain. I, I don't think she's one-dimensional. I think she is a character who has one ultimate goal and will stop at absolutely nothing to make sure that it's achieved, which is actually very similar to most of our other characters.
1: I disagree with that. I think she will stop at almost any—she she stops at every possible step to get what she wants achieved, and she only tries one tactic— I think that a, an actual character who is willing to do anything to achieve something is willing to humble themselves. But that's and Cad the Swain is not.
0: But that's the difference that we saw between Cad Swain and Moraine. And I think that Cad Swain is the perfect juxtaposition to it, right? All the I said I fucking suck and they have one method to get what they want. And, and Cad Swain, I, I agree, like, it, definitely not my favorite character. I don't have that, like, hate for her. But she, she definitely is... Like, the epitome of that side of the Aes Sedai in certain ways. But I think that it's a perfect comparison to Moraine and how Moraine was willing to humble herself and literally, like, pledge herself to Rand just so that he would trust her enough because she had her, like, main goal in mind. I
1: I think my problem is with the way that you're using definitions, then. Because I think that I would describe Moiraine as a character willing to do anything to accomplish her goal. Yeah. I would not ascribe that same quality to Cat Swain. Mm -hmm. I think that Moiraine is the example of what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And I think Kat Swain is the opposite in a way that is not beneficial to Cat Swain's goals. I think think Cat Swain is so set on treating every situation the same way.
0: Cat Swain has had success Doing one thing for but that one thing years. is
1: kidnapping. Like, like t- t- this yeah! character is a dip- she's a <laughs> diplomat by being a villain. In any other part of her life, mm-hmm. Kat Swain is a outsider who goes into a country with a goal that benefits her institution. Mm-hmm. She's the CIA, right? Like, she literally like causes instability in a country, kidnaps their leader, and tortures them into doing what she wants, and then reinstalls them on the throne. Mm-hmm. She's not a good person. Right, And she doesn't change ever. She just keeps meeting the situation exactly as she wants it to be. Mm-hmm. And everyone in the room is going, fuck her. I don't want to deal with her. And then Rand looks at Min and Min goes, sorry, my visions say you have to. And so he, he has to. Yeah, but I get that. Kat Swain has not um, put herself in a position where anybody wants her around. And I think that that is the opposite of Moraine. Moraine was such a good character mm-hmm. because Moraine was different to everybody. Mm-hmm. Moraine was kind to Egwene. And, 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 and like, sheltered a and and gave her... Maureen has
0: tact, which is why she's a blue. (laughs) And she
1: was a great character. Yeah. And, like, I miss having a character in scenes who would, like, approach a situation with any sort of, like, oh, hey, maybe I need to approach the situation differently in order for it to go the way I want. Mm Mm-hmm. She was intelligent, and Kat Swain comes off like an idiot to me because she keeps banging her head against the wall and pissing off everybody. And so the sea folk don't want to deal with her. The Aiyo don't really want to deal with her. Nobody wants to work with her, and so she's going to be left alone, right? Except not in this series because it's Robert Jordan and he will be like, no, no, no. D- domineering women always get what they want anyway, so it doesn't matter. And like, but like, uh,
0: well, that's not. In reality, Cat Swain
1: true. would not have any friends or allies, and she would not be a part of the final fight because nobody would want her around.
0: Uh, nobody, nobody would trust her does want her around but she just makes herself she just forces herself no, to be no there's one
1: prophecy that is forcing her to be there if it wasn't for Min's vision Cad Swain would have been kicked out on her ass
0: oh maybe and you. Cat
1: Swain is taking advantage of that
0: uh, Kevin thank you for that super chat uh, finally catching book club live for the first time in months I love you guys thank you you bring a new level of enjoyment to a series I've loved for decades thank you so much that means a lot um, yeah
1: thank you Kevin really yeah, appreciate that Yeah. I'm glad that you're enjoying book club yeah <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, I, yeah, Katswain is just, like, Katswain is, like, the best and the worst of the Aes Sedai, and the problem is that the Aes Sedai are a lot of bad, and so it's highlighted in Katswain.
1: What is the best of her? I'm, I'm, I'm actually curious, because I don't see anything redeemable in her, and I would like for you to change my mind. <laughs> well, I don't think
0: that, like, I don't think that it's redeemable, but I understand where she's coming from, where the fate of the entire world is at stake. And she is 300, and she sees Rand as literally a child, who, like, can't make decisions for herself and so she's there to yes protect him in any way possible but also like she doesn't know how to even like communicate with him so she's like she she was able to save his life in the fog and then again it should Lagoth, and so she's very like capable in her she's very she's very capable in uh doing what she wants in terms of what she's good at she's a green aja she's does the battle stuff, right? But she's definitely not a great diplomat or I'm like
1: You didn't um You didn't change my mind.
0: No, <laughs> I and I d I don't expect to. Like I and I, like I, I know I just like, I, I wanted don't...
1: like a redeemable quality. Like I want a quality about this character that's redeemable. Not like, oh, in these two fights her actions. Worked.
0: I mean, I wouldn't like her as a person if I met her, I'm, so I, I don't yeah. think I can, like, redeem her to you, but I just, I find it interesting to read because she represents a lot within the series, so, yeah. Alright. She's good, yeah, she's good at knitting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, we just spend so much time with this character who's just awful, and she's she's just awful to everybody, and, and for no reason, like, she has no reason to be mean She's no reason. She's no reason to be aggressive. Mm-hmm. No one. Literally, everyone is letting her do what she wants, and she's still just so horrid. And like, it just is such. It's a shame. It's a shame because I think like the idea of the character is really cool, and I think that if Shahrukh Dsyalu plays her on the show, she will make the character uh, an actual human being instead of just this like weird aggressive attack on older women that Robert Jordan has written into a series. <laughs> Cause it does she does she doesn't feel like a real person. Like nobody is this fucking obstinate and ridiculous in a position of power like she is. It it really is. It's bland at this point. Hmm. Alright. I and I, I want it to not be, right? Like I want her to do anything else to not be bland. Mm-hmm. But she's bland. Like every time I read her, I'm like, I know how she's gonna respond because she's one thing. And and like even in the scene the this the first chapter we're gonna get to, she's literally counting and then she just smacks Rand on the ass in public. And I'm like, What are you doing? Like what the fuck is this? And I know that's how everybody in these series reacts. Yeah. Like that 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 one I was like, what what like what what are you doing? Yeah. You're in public. Like have some fucking decorum. Like what what is this?
0: Yeah, like most people like if you know, if you're an advisor to somebody, you you would wait until you're like in private to like you know, chastise them or, like, fight with them. But she doesn't, yeah, she doesn't really give a shit. She thinks that she knows what is best. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we'll we'll see. We'll see if she actually does. I Like, look, I um. definitely thought when we first met Kat Sweeney, we made these shirts that I would like her more and she'd be a lot interesting. I don't hate her, but I definitely don't love her. <laughs> so I
1: just roll my eyes every time her name is on page at this point, and that's sad because... Yeah. I don't want to. I, I don't want to roll my eyes at characters, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's too many in this series that I do.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair.
1: <clears throat> yeah, do we have any other housekeeping before we just go into the chapters?
0: I don't think so. <laughs> um no, I think that's it.
1: Blue Light says she slapped Rand for swearing for fuck's sakes. Yeah, that's a weird thing to do in public in a meeting. That, that's weird. That's that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't use magic to hit people um while they're talking because you're upset at the words that they use. Yeah.
0: Um Emery says a switch is a weapon, yet the Sedai hit each other with the source all the time.
1: Yeah, no, the Aes Sedai three odes are bullshit. We we've covered this before, yeah. right? But the three odds don't the, the three don't make any sense. They only work in so much as you believe that they work. And so because you like and, and we'll get into that today. Like the three are literally garbage because it, there is a point in the reading today where one character decides, oh, my oath to that woman doesn't matter anymore yeah. because I have arbitrarily decided that she's no longer the Amberland seat even though five minutes ago I believed that she was and so I'm released from my oath because of an arbitrary distinction that she makes in her own head.
0: Do you The think three th-
1: oaths are meaningless.
0: Do, do you think that the three oaths will make it to the end of the series? Like, Do you think Egwene will be like, yes, the three oaths, we have to like stand by this or do you think that there is going to be a shift I don't In know. her perspective.
1: Because I, I, I think
0: that encounter <clears throat> with VNN is important, right? She's like, oh, you... <laughs> that was so easy to circumvent. Like...
1: I... I don't know because I don't know how Brandon Sanderson writes yet. Uh, and like, here's, here's the thing that's going to be really interesting. Now that I understand... Um, now that I understand where this book ends, right... Not, not fully. Like, I don't know everything that happens in the rest of the book. But I understand that this book does not get into Tarman Gaden at all.
0: Oh, right? yeah, yeah.
1: Like, Robert Jordan did not write the final battle. He wrote a world where there was going to be a final battle one day. And then he died. And someone else had to come in and write that actual final battle that is not set up by the books in any way. Yeah. No, I mean, it obviously is a little bit. But, like, I'm 11 books in. I don't know what the final battle is. I don't know what the... I don't know what the, like, stakes of this world are at this point. Mm -hmm. It really doesn't seem worth saving. And so, the... Robert Jordan... I was expecting the end of this book to... Like, the second half of this book. I thought we were going to get a lot more plot in the first half. Mm -hmm. And less setup. And the first half of this book was just continuing the setup of Crossroads of Twilight. Mm
0: -hmm. There's been good. There's no. There's been stuff that happens.
1: No, I just mean structurally, right? Like, yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. object. This isn't like a subjective nothing opinion. Nothing is wrapped up. The the first half of this book does not finish a storyline, mm-hmm. except for Galad. It continues to like piecemeal the plot lines of Crosswords of Twilight forward in a couple of point of views. Mm-hmm. But like Elaine's plot line moves forward a little bit. Perrin learns about the fork route, but we're. But s- so
0: far, nothing has resolved. Right? Yeah. Matt, yeah. Arguably,
1: Matt. Matt's kind of is mostly wrapped up at the end of this week, but I still don't think that Matt is going to like start Tarman in next week, right?
0: No, no, but he ha- he does have some kind of resolution. So and far so in the book.
1: Robert Jordan wrote eleven books mm-hmm. about a world in which a bunch of people will one day have to fight. Will one day I have to actually engage with the plot that is set up in book one? But he never wrote that plot.
0: Well, that's he not wrote true. an outline for it. He 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 wrote parts of it.
1: Uh, pages sure 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 sure. but what but my point is like this book is going to end at okay I finished up the world building and the like setup of it mm-hmm. someone else wrote the entire the of what the final battle is right the actual concrete like battle okay. is completely going to be a different point of view and so
0: I don't I don't know I think that like from what I understand Robert Jordan left a lot of work behind for uh, Brandon Sanderson to use and that like it's definitely a joint effort between the two of them but I don't think Brandon Sanderson took it over and did something with it like I think that I,
1: I, I'm not saying I'm not saying the like outline I'm not saying that uh, he Robert Jordan didn't pass off what happens in the final battle. I'm saying in terms of the prose of how it is written, the entirety of the final battle, of mm-hmm. the actual struggle between Rand and the devil, because Rand and the Dark One don't really fight very much, especially in the last five books. So the entirety right. of that actual battle mm-hmm. is going to be written by a completely different author, so it's going to have a completely different feel, right? No matter how well will... Brandon Sanderson imitates Robert Jordan's writing style, yeah. we are going to get this this very distinct line where all of the like characters going off on their own to do their random plot lines that are kind of not really tangentially connected. I feel like he's going to wrap those up in this book. And then the the shift of the entire series towards Tarman away from all of this kind of like, oh, I need to go get Fahil, I need to go do this, I need to go do this, to we have to come together and do this, is going to be written with a different narrative style because Brandon Sanderson is just going to be a different person.
0: Sure, but we haven't read those yet. I'm I'm not ready to say that they're going to feel completely different. They, they It probably is going to be a noticeable shift. But like, yeah. I, like because of how much Robert Jordan left behind, like I'm, uh, I, 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 I'm not sure that that will be the case until I read it for myself.
1: And, and that's right. I, I'm not saying that it's going to be a bad thing. I just mean that, like, just it, it is going to be very different in terms of voice, right? Mm. I, I don't think Brandon Sanderson is going to write about spanking and nudity and sexuality the way that. Robert Jordan does, right?
0: Yes, we do know, based on the graph that someone sent us, that the word breasts significantly yeah. decreases in uh, Sanderson's writing.
1: And so I think that there's going to be a... I think it's all going to feel very different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that it's the right time... Th- this might sound weird, but I think it's the right time for it to feel different. Mm-hmm. Like, the series has to shift away from this sort of myriad of experience writing... That Rob Jordan is doing to something a little bit more focused, and so if you're gonna if you're gonna draw a line in the sand when that should happen, all of these plot lines that have been going on for four books mm-hmm. coming to the end at the same time, and then a new author taking over in the wake of that, I think that like to the timing of that might work out well. Oh,
0: I think it works really well because there's so many instances in this book where it's like, okay, you guys are gonna get ready for Tarman Gaiden. You guys are gonna get ready for Tarman Gaiden. You're gonna go this way to get ready for Tarman Gaiden. Like, yeah, yeah. That is like definitely set up in this book that we're about to have, I think, a colossal shift. In the structure. Um, burb thank you for the super chat.
1: Big assumptions from nerdy in this economy. I don't think this is that big an assumption. I, I feel like this is a pretty, I think that this is a pretty safe bet.
0: That it's going to feel completely different?
1: Completely different, but I, I, I think that it's a safe bet to say that a different author took over with notes for one book and he wrote three 800 page novels out of it, right? Like, he I mean,
0: notes for one book like that, you, we don't know how many notes that is. Oh, I
1: know, but I'm, I'm saying like it's not like Robert Jordan handed him a thousand pages and he mm-hmm. turned in a thousand and five,
0: yeah, yeah, right? Yeah.
1: He was handed a notes for a book and he turned in 2,400 pages of novel. So, like, th- there's going to be a natural sort of expansion into Brandon Sanderson's style. Mm-hmm. And that happens in every kind of writing, right? Except for maybe the best kind of ghostwriter. But when you write 2,400 pages, I don't think a ghostwriter kind of approach really works. I think that we're going to feel the Sanderson of it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that's a bad thing, right? Mm-hmm. I, I the, the reason I brought this up was because I think that the end of Knife of Dreams is actually... If there's going to be a time in this series to transition to a new writer, the end of Knife of Dreams kind of is the right point for that, is the point I'm trying to make. It's like we are kind of ending a thing. It's not a thing that I think is very good. Like I think the last four books have been sort of a very slow and lethargic kind of thing. But that slow, lethargic kind of ambling 20 different narrative storytelling Mm -hmm. is coming to an end. Mm -hmm. That is the right time to take off with somebody new.
0: Yeah. That, oh, that, yeah. That's yeah. the only
1: point that I'm making. No, I
0: think that this, yeah, this is the right time for that, for sure. Um, Travok, welcome back to the mm. third table.
1: Sanderson covers a subject in his Ford of next book. Parts by Jordan, parts by Sanderson, some tweaks, some mix. That's fair.
0: Cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm honestly, like, you know, what happened to with Robert Jordan, obviously, is, like, tragic. But I do, I am kind of excited to see, I've never seen a series that is, like, written by, finished by a different person. And mm. I want to see how, how it fits together. And, mm-hmm. like... What, you know, what Sanderson brings and and what Sanderson doesn't bring that highlights what Robert Jordan does so well. You know, like, I, I am excited to talk about those things. Um, uh, yeah,
1: I'm excited as well.
0: It's going to be fun. Uh,
1: but uh, part, of, part of the point that I was making, and I feel like maybe I didn't articulate this very well, is that I think that you won't notice the shift in authorial style as much as you would have because... The narrative is in a shift, a point of shift. Anyway,
0: I understand. Like I feel okay. like,
1: we, like Brandon Sanderson is taking over at a time when the series is taking off in a new direction, mm-hmm. and so you don't notice the narrative shift as much because you're like, oh, these books are doing something different now. Right. Whereas, like, if I think that he had taken over for Knife of Dreams mm-hmm. in the middle of nineteen different plot lines that yeah. all had to continue to the point that we're almost at now, I think that you would have noticed the narrative shift style and we, we won't be able to fully talk about this until we've read a Brandon Sanderson book but for sure. I, I think that like the, the the point where it happened is almost fortuitous for where in the plot things are happening.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This, okay. this
1: isn't me digging, trashing anybody. Like I just am no, saying No, I like, just
0: I, I wasn't sure what the point you're trying to make was. And like, I don't it,
1: think I, it took me a second to get there. But. No,
0: no. I, yeah, I, I got you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shall we get into uh, chapter twenty?
1: I mean it's been right 28 on. minutes so maybe we should talk about the, the chapters. Maybe. Alright. Maybe. Lay it on me. What happens?
0: Uh oh God, who do we who do who Rand. Do
1: we, oh. In tier. <clears throat> uh,
0: your favorite part of this section, I'm assuming. Right? <laughs> this is your favorite? What? Well, this is the one part with Cat Swain, so I'm just assuming it's your favorite part. I
1: like this chapter a lot.
0: Oh, okay, well that's good. I
1: feel like I feel like we got more of the version of Rand that... I think, I, uh, here, here's the thing, y'all. I, I've said this multiple times. There There isn't enough Rand in these books. Uh, yeah. <laughs> his, yeah. Is the, his is the most important plot, and it is also the sparsest. So when we're with him, I do enjoy reading these books more because I actually feel like I'm with the plot, and I'm not on a side quest. Yeah. Like, this doesn't feel like a side quest. This felt very necessary. The mm. one There's one thing in it that I don't understand. Okay. <clears throat> but let's start at the beginning. Rand shows up to tier um, after they were, like, kicked out of setting shanghai by the O'Gear.
0: Yeah, the O'Gear were like, hey, appreciate it. Get the fuck out. <laughs>
1: I just, re- Robert Jordan wants there to be a lot of comedy in these books, but he always writes the wrong kind of comedy because that's an actual comedy scene that could have been very funny. And then he's like, no, 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 the comedy in my books is spanking. And I'm like, no, 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 show us Rand <laughs> no, arguing with an O'Gear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, that is that is funnier than... than
0: it's not our uh, then kind of comedy. Swain span- it's not yeah. comedy.
1: Spanking spanking isn't comedy. Somebody
0: out there finds it funny.
1: That doesn't make it comedy. <laughs> physical abuse is not comedy. Mm-hmm. It just isn't. I'm sorry. It's not. Yeah. Like like, no, phys- I, the, like no. violence can be comedy, but just like cause of physical abuse is not comedy. Yeah. Um, especially when it's mostly engineered towards women. Uh but the the I was sad that we didn't get this scene because even in describing it, I was like, that's fucking hilarious. Why why weren't we there?
0: Yeah, yeah, I would actually love to, uh, I would actually love to see that. Uh, uh, Robin, Robin Zoss, Robin, so sorry if I say that wrong. Sanderson
1: has a very cinematic writing style. A lot of his scenes feel like you're reading a film script. I think you'll like it.
0: Cool, okay. Thank you for uh, coming back to the nerd table. I, (laughs) what?
1: I, I, this is going to be so pedantic, um, but I don't think that that is true. (laughs) Maybe. if you've ever read a film script, you'll no, know no, that no, film scripts are not very cinematic. No, no,
0: they're not they're not saying it's like re- reading a film's well, okay, I think that they said it's like you're reading a film script, but it's more so that like you get act- like an actual painted picture of like what the film would end up being.
1: A, right, I know, a, I know, but what's script- funny about that is that if you've read a lot of film scripts, they're, that's not what film reading a film script feels like.
0: I hate reading film reading
1: scripts. Reading a film script is like the two characters fight interior the lighting here will be dull orange on the left side of the screen and the lighting on the right side of the screen will be purple when we yeah. shift to the other character in order to portray the bisexual vibe that is intended by the lighting of the scene like reading a film script is just not
0: no, no, I think, descriptive I mean, it's like reading a movie um, yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, no, that's
1: fair. That's fair. Uh, uh, there's a, if you read a lot of film scripts, um, not the ones that get published later, because what they'll do in that case is they'll have a writer go and fill in what ha- what actually ended up happening in the movie so that the film script that you buy um, reads more like the film. But if you get it before the film is made, what you actually get is insert action sequence later, um, ask VFX what they have prevised. And then the dialogue continues. Like the film script doesn't describe fucking anything. You have, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. No, that's
1: fair.
0: That's fair. Um, yeah. Welcome back to the nerd table. I'm, Welcome I'm back, Robin.
1: So I'm <laughs> looking forward to
0: it. Um, yeah. So they get to tier, and things are fucking wonky around Rand. People are just falling from buildings. Birds running into one another. It's, uh, it's a weird time. It's a weird time in Tyr. Uh,
1: yeah. I. The, and then then something happens that I genuinely don't understand. Okay. They go to an inn and rent a room for an hour, which feels like they're going to be having sex. And I get why the innkeeper is like, you're taking five women into a room for an hour. That's fucking weird, dude. But he has to be able to see the stone from the room. And then once he's in that room, he opens a gateway into the heart of the stone. Mm -hmm. But why? What do you mean why? Like we've never set up that you have to see a place to travel to it. So this whole scene just felt very strange to me because I didn't understand what was going on.
0: I don't think he like had to, I I don't think he had to look at it. I just think that he like grabbed the nicest room because it was the largest for the
1: No, no, multiple times in the writing. He's like, it is vitally important that we can see the room, that we can see the outside of the stone from our room.
0: Maybe it's easier. I I thought he just wanted a big room so that the portal could be bigger.
1: But he could do that from a field outside of tier. Like I just didn't really, I didn't understand what was the purpose of going into the inn at all.
0: Ah, uh, well, they they had a place to keep their horses and stuff.
1: Okay, yeah, that's fair. I
0: I I, I am pretty sure that that's what.
1: But then why not just like travel from anywhere? You know what I mean? Like, the, the, it was just a, it was one of those weird moments where the, he was like, I need to see the tear. And I was like, oh, what's the reason he needed to see the tear? And then he just opened a gateway and walked through and left the room behind. I was like, oh, I guess he didn't need to see the tear. Yeah.
0: I'm broken. Okay. Oh, he had, st- well, but no, but I guess he could have done that anywhere. He has to know where he is very well to travel, but if No, that's only inn- for traveling
1: far. If he's skimming short distances, he doesn't need to know where he is. Right? If you're within, like, 10 kilometers, you can just skim a place really easily without knowing where you are. It's only when you're traveling uh, through, like, a full gateway that you have to know the place that you're traveling from. So I understand why he got close to Tier in order to skim into the room. But even that, he's been to that room. Like, there was just so much about... the the, the this scene was, like, this big setup that I was like, the, the, traveling has never worked this way before. And I didn't, I, I was like, okay, yeah, I guess. And then we moved on to a scene that I really liked. It was just hmm. this weird beat of like, yeah, why does he need to see it?
0: I didn't it's, think he about literally has magic. why he needed to look at it. I'm not sure, actually. Um, I don't know. Maybe he just really wanted to go to an inn.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it was, just, it was just a strange sequence of events that I was like,
0: they go to the inn well, to hide the portal and to have a place for the horses. Yeah, it's just the specific room with the view of the stone. I, I'm, I'm not sure. But
1: then the next time we see him in the reading later, he's in Altara. And so, like, it just felt like all of this was just unnecessary pages of, like, li- like not really anything. Like, there were, it, there, it was just this weird setup to how he got into the stone that I, I didn't need any of. Because... <laughs> he it's teleportation and them going back out to that inn doesn't matter because they're in the other side of the continent the next time we see them so it's just this weird like three page conversation that 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 i didn't i just i just didn't understand what was going on it led to like the scene in the stone is great don't get me wrong like i'm not i i i did really enjoy that we're going to talk about it i this whole this whole first half of the chapter i read twice though and i was like why is this here (laughs) Unless but no he, they take the horses with them to Altara. So like I just I didn't I didn't no,
0: get No, no, I, I understand why they're at the inn. I yeah, I I'm not sure why that specific room, but yeah.
1: Yeah. Anyway, uh so they go into the stone and um the they go through Rand um
0: Oh, they see the steam wagon.
1: Oh, right, there's a car? Uh,
0: a car. It's I think it's a train.
1: Well, no, a train needs tracks. Oh. you, you Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a car. That, that's all a car is. It's just a train without tracks. That's all cars are. Don't know if you guys know that.
0: Well, I mean, it's definitely not made... It's not, it doesn't use gas. It uses, like, coal like a train, right?
1: Well, yeah, but so does, It's like, like a
0: steam engine car.
1: Oh, it's a steam engine. Yeah, it's just not it's a train. It's a
0: steam engine car. Okay. It, like,
1: the one thing that makes a train a train is it being a train. <laughs> Wow, thanks. But we have cars that... You can make cars that run on steam, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I There's guess. hydrogen cars now. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess, yeah, there's no... There's definitely no tracks, but... Uh, he's, he's a steam wagon. No, there's no tracks because they, they, they say that they, like, took it from the one city to the other. There's definitely no way that they, like, built tracks.
1: Yeah, there's definitely no tracks. From there to... That th- would have taken them years
0: yeah,
1: no, there's no way. To, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's no way there's tracks.
0: It's actually an 18-wheeler.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, so It's yeah. a
0: big, uh, uh, um, not moving truck, fucking, like, hauler. I don't know what you call those.
1: I do, but my favorite thing about the steam wagon is the beat where Rand is like, it's not like merchants would ever, like, adapt to this. Merchants are very slow to adapt. And Luce Theron, in his head, is just like, God, you're so fucking stupid.
0: It's like, there's an idiot in my head. <laughs>
1: Oh There's an God. idiot in my head. <laughs> I wish Luz Theron said that more. I just wish Luz Theron was like, oh, you're you're dumb.
0: Well, he calls him mad a lot. He's like yeah. There's a madman in my head. But... I know,
1: but it would be funnier if he was like, Oh, you're a fucking idiot. Like <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: Uh, that would be very do funny. Do you think
1: do you think Luz Theron ever gives Rand sex tips?
0: I hope not. I don't think Rand like, do you would think, like that very do much. Do you
1: think that Rand is like like mid like mid thrust on Min and in the back of his head he just like hears loose third being like half half whole half half whole half half whole <laughs> no. slow down, slow down, slow down. Yeah, yeah. Long strokes, Rand, long strokes. You got this boy. He's just like I want the scene where Rand goes down on mid for the first time, and in the back of his head, he's like, Lucerne's like, Do you see that nubbin at the top of the. Yeah, that's the clitoris. Yeah, yeah, You're going to want to play with
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Ileana really so. liked it when you stuck two in the pink, one in the stink.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give this one a try. Give this one a try. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> I mean, look, I, yay, Woo! Yay. I, I I don't think you're wrong. Um, but no, I don't think we'll ever get that scene, unfortunately.
1: God. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Back in my day, we called this a rim job. <laughs> and Rand is just down there like, dude, like, not now.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to focus.
1: I am eating ass right now. What are you doing, Luz?
0: I feel like Luce Theron would be really good for him stopping to come early. You know what I mean? Like you're like, "Oh, fuck, there's a guy in my head." That will like take you right out of it for a moment, you know? Rand goes real real long, real long.
1: <laughs> I want to call anytime you like like are down on someone and you go like ass to clit. That's now called cleansing the taint. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Tossing the Saladar. (laughs) 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 Oh,
1: Oh, that's so good. (laughs) Turvok, thank you for that super chat.
0: (laughs) Turvok, thank you so much. Oh my god. Tossing the Saladar is uh, fucking prime. Prime, right there
1: wow oh
0: my god all right
1: that's book club for this week Sorry. <laughs> bye
0: we, uh, we're prematurely done. got to uh smut corner uh
1: <laughs> oh my god that is so funny we have been neglecting smut corner this whole time of what does loose think during all of these scenes
0: yeah honestly we yeah we've gone <clears throat> about smut corner all wrong uh yeah. okay wow
1: all right shut it down we're going home kids next week we're talking about uh dune we're done with the wheel of time. <laughs> We've peaked. We'll never be funnier than what just happened.
0: Well, that wasn't even us. It was Turbok.
1: Yeah. Well done, Turbok. Well done. Well done.
0: Well done. That was that was the peak.
1: Think of baseball, Madman. Um, All right, <clears throat> moving on. Uh, so wow. Rand, uh, Rand gateways into the stone, and he opens the door, uh, and um, <laughs> the guards are still there, and they're like, "Hey," and he's like, "Hey, you guys don't have to do this," and they're like,
0: "No, no, they we said, didn't know. We had to do this."
1: Well, no, he's like, you guys, I, I said you only had to guard it while the is here. And they're like, no, uh, you didn't. You just said to guard it. <laughs> and he's like, ah, fuck. I should have been more specific. I'm sorry, guys. You guys <laughs> just been standing outside an empty room for months.
0: Hey, you know what? It's not that bad. There are worse jobs. Jobs job? Yeah, they're getting paid for it. So Yeah,
1: every job has dignity and work. Oh you know God. what I mean?
0: Do you think that Luce Theron just, like, hums while Rand is boning down the whole time? I'm sorry, I can't.
1: I tried so hard to get us out of it, and now I all I can think of is like, <laughs> what songs? What songs? Random, Random so Rand- men Random men are at it, right? Mm-hmm. They both finish. They roll over, and in the back of Rand's head, all you hear is, I just had sex, and it felt so good. <laughs> She no, let Rand put his penis inside her. No, no, he
0: just hummed That's got
1: to it. Gotta be our Wheel of Time Idol contribution, is l- the songs no. loose Theron and sings while Rand fucks.
0: No. <laughs> no. No, we will get disqualified. <clears throat> do
1: you know All how, like, right. when you're going down on someone and you, like, hum to make it, like, have a vibrational quality? Do you think Min feels it when Rand's going down on her and Lusterin is humming?
0: No, but I'm gonna remember that. Thank you.
1: Are you a telltale video game? What the fuck was that? What?
0: No, I just, you, you know, it's nice to get some, like, tips and tricks.
1: You already do that.
0: A hum? No, I don't hum.
1: You make noises, yeah.
0: Oh, fair enough, fair enough.
1: You create the... But I've never, like... <laughs> this is so fucking okay,
0: weird.
1: <laughs> not, did you not get the Telltale joke there?
0: What's Telltale?
1: Oh, you, in Telltale games, you'll they're like point and click, like, um, uh, conversation. You make choices in conversation kind of games. Uh-huh. And um, you'll make a... You'll, like, click on an option, and you'll be like, I, Mike, I don't love you. And then at the top of the screen, it will always be like, Mike will remember that. Oh. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I did not play a lot of uh, point and click
1: so you said I will um, remember that. I was like, "That's a funny telltale joke."
0: No, that was not. Did not mean to. Uh, to to cool. do that. Uh,
1: <laughs> Can you tell? I don't want to talk about this book. Uh, let's get into it. I do. I know you do.
0: Um, the corridors are all changing again. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's not just Camlin. It's uh, it's probably everywhere. I'm assuming it's everywhere. Yeah you think the people in Shara, like, don't know anything about and Gaden? And they're like, what the fuck is going on with all of our buildings?
1: <laughs> or in, like, Australia. Not even the Sanchez, not Shara. Like, just totally unrelated. A place <laughs> that is somewhere... so untouched.
0: Like, we don't have prophecies here.
1: The old, the place where people actually know how to communicate with one another on this planet. Oh, my God. They're like, guys. Australia? We all need to get together and talk about what's going on. This is wild.
0: Uh. So, uh, so we see Alana for the first time in...
1: It's been a minute. Yeah. I yeah. love that random they're like, we need to show you. And he's like, nah, I got this. And he's like, I've got a homing beacon. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like, sorry about the quarters. They keep changing. He's like, don't worry about it. Don't
1: worry about it. I can feel um, this woman in my head. But not as much as usual, because the other three women have taken primacy now that they've bonded me. Because. Sure. Sure. sure.
0: Yeah. <laughs> three I,
1: against one, I guess.
0: I guess, yeah. Um... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Not, not. I feel like there's not that much interesting that happens with Alana. But yeah, um, mm-hmm. we do uh, see. Um, oh God, Ka- Ka- Caroline is that her name?
1: Caroline Damadred. Yeah, we got moving more... up in the world, becoming the queen of tier.
0: More Damadred um, because
1: Ka- Damadred and Darlin, Dar- Darlin. What the fuck is his name? Darlin. 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 Uh, Darlin. Darlin. doesn't want to be king. Uh, he but he's he's gonna be king of tier. Yeah. And uh um, like, I'll
0: be king if you marry me. And she's like, Maybe.
1: Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> and uh Wearamon's there. He's not supposed to be, but he's there because Wheramon is, is an idiot. He's dumb. Yes. Wearamon is a big, big dum-dum.
0: We do not like Wearamon.
1: And uh Rand's like, go back to where you're supposed to be.
0: Put that thing back where it came from, sir. Help me. Yeah. Weiromon's like, but mom. Rand,
1: uh so Rand basically shows up to be like, yo, we need to um go to Aradomen to get ready for Tarmongaden. Why do you think Rand thinks Aradomen is where Tarmongaden is happening? Where does that come from to you?
0: Um, I think because that's where the Sanction are fighting right now.
1: They're, and he's going to align... Mm, I don't think they're fighting in Aradomen right now. We have
0: a map. <clears throat> I can't remember. Aren't the Sanction like... Taking over Aerodoman, and he's, like, gonna, like, join his forces together.
1: <laughs> I love that I'm literally pulling up the map right now.
0: Randland map. Uh,
1: no, Aerodoman's up here. The Sanchen are all down here.
0: No, I think they're, 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 they've moved north, right?
1: No, they're currently fighting over here. Like, the, the, the Sanchen, oh. oh, all the Alta- Sanchen fighting Altara. is happening over here Alta-
0: right now. Sorry, a di- yeah. different A. Name. You guys
1: can definitely know what I'm pointing at, but...
0: I mean, Eric Dolman at least gets them like closer to the borderlands, so maybe they're gonna like march up the coast.
1: I guess this place is called World's End, so maybe that's where the final battle happens.
0: Yeah, that might be it.
1: In World's End.
0: <laughs> that 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 definitely might be it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that's. I guess they're going up there because he also thinks that it's gonna be near the Blight. So. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, Yeah, I just, I found, like, the Aradomen of it all was interesting, uh, just because I feel like we haven't really spent much time there other than with Gildan controlling it, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I just, when he was like, you're going to Aradomen, and also that's where um, Yael went, and I just wish I knew why. Like, I wish that I had a better idea of um, where uh, Why? why... I, I think the part of the thing that I find weird about the Rand POVs mm-hmm. is he clearly has a plan and it isn't being shared with us, but we're in his head. Mm-hmm. And so like Robert Jordan is writing Rand's point of view, but Rand is deliberately not thinking about what, what I would like to know about what he's doing. Because I understand what he's doing. I don't get why. And it is weird to me to have a character whose head I'm inside of. But I never really feel like the why of his actions makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. And so it's just interesting. Because I feel like Robert Jordan doesn't do that as much with other characters. Like, I feel like I generally understand why Perrin is doing what he's doing. No, you know what? He does the same thing with Elaine. Elaine is a character who keeps talking around like, oh, I've got this plan. There's this thing I'm going to do in her own head. But I when I...
0: I don't know if Elaine really actually has a plan. She did have a plan that we saw her, like, enact, but...
1: But we keep being told that she has a plan. Like, in her head, she's like, oh, if my plan comes to fruition. But we oh, don't know sometimes. what that plan yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like he does that with Rand, too, where I'm like, if if we're going to be in... If it's going to be a first person from his point of view, it, it it feels odd to me to put up these, like, barriers around understanding why he's doing what he's doing. Yeah. It just feels unnecessary.
0: I mean, Rand is losing it, so
1: sure yeah he's
0: loose in it
1: but he still knows why he's doing what he's doing we just don't
0: you missed my joke
1: you've made that joke before
0: oh fair enough (laughs) I didn't remember making that joke before so uh, it's fine uh yeah
1: yeah yeah (laughs) I'm sorry I didn't mean to like shut you down so hard no no that's
0: fine I just
1: (laughs) it's just not the first time you've made that joke
0: it's fine I'm gonna put it on a t-shirt so I don't forget that I made it again (laughs) I'm sorry.
1: Uh. (laughs) Should we do a uh, Just Loosen It t-shirt?
0: Just Loosen It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Why not?
1: And so, yeah, I just, I I, I wish, um, uh, Graham says he did the same thing with Egwene last book. Yeah, 100%. That's true. I would just like to know why things are happening a little bit more right now because they aren't happening. Mm -hmm. And so if we're we're not going to be doing the thing, Mm -hmm. I would at least like to know what the thing that he's having other people do is. Mm Mm-hmm. And, because it would have, I honestly think that this, it would have been nice for this chapter to end with a, like, all right, guys, I got to go meet with the Sanchen. Or or just, like, a, like, here's what the plan is.
0: Uh, I mean, yeah, I, maybe he doesn't trust these people.
1: Yeah, uh, but it could have been the catswain right? It could have been a, like, you know, it, it just could have been... I-, I liked this scene. It was interesting. And not, not, not a lot happens in it, but like it was interesting and fun to read. I like that Caroline's moving up in the world. I like that. I, I like the interaction around um, Darlin becoming the king of tier. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean very much because I don't. We've he's been in like one scene before. We
0: don't know him super well. Mm.
1: I don't he know seems, what his perspective is.
0: Seems like a good dude. Yeah. So i uh, you know, I feel like that's a good thing. Yeah. Um...
1: So like I I don't know it, it, it this was like a pleasant read that just it, it wasn't it didn't really feel like it was about very much it just yes. kind of was like here's what's going on in tier, there's a king there now yes moving on
0: yeah moving on to the um, sea folk which uh, we don't get that often and to be honest uh, you know what's still not a huge fan of the sea folk but um, that's fine uh, to
1: make an anchor weep chapter twenty. Two, how do you make an anchor weep, Clarus?
0: You murder an entire civilization.
1: No, you tie a woman to a ceiling naked and spank her publicly.
0: Sorry, yeah, you're right. Um, yes, uh, Harin is uh, not having a good time. Her bargain is seen as uh, wanting, which, you know, it's not her fault, you know, to and all that. Yeah. But uh, she's like, I don't think you understand. Like, I'm lucky that I got as much as I did out of these fucking people. Um, so, but, you know, she's chilling there. She's like, I'm, I, I, so, Min's vision is going to come true. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be bad bitch one day. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, I'm going to be boss lady. I'm going to be boss lady. Mistress of the ships. Is that it? That's it, right? Yeah. I'm going to be mistress of the ships, um, one day. Um, and we have a meeting where Loghain comes in. On behalf of Rand, and is like, hey, let's go. those ships you promised, time for Tarman tar- Gayden. Everybody, pull up your bootstraps and let's go. And they're like, what? This is preposterous. Too many ships. And he's like, okay, but it's Tarman Gayden. So, like, you're, we're going to want to give it everything that we've got. Um, and so, then in the middle of that, <laughs> someone comes in and is like, hey, all of these people that we've never met before, and we've only heard mentioned in Pat. Not even mentioned in passing. I don't even think they've been given a name before that. Whole civilization committed mass suicide. So that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. That sums it up. Iris, like, thank you for that super chat. I just started watching him an hour behind. But I was yeah so to catch up. We'll Thank see you. when you catch up. is we'll see doing? you later.
1: I, yeah, I, this was, this was like a weird chapter. Because it starts mm. with, you weren't a good enough negotiator with the person that we are prophesied to work for. Yeah. So we tied you naked to the ceiling and like spanked the shit out of you. Yeah. Which was just a weird place to start this chapter.
0: Yeah, It's like, <clears throat> okay. Totally
1: unnecessary. For
0: <laughs> It's just,
1: to- it just totally unnecessary, uh-huh. right? It, it, it like it, it's in service of fucking nothing except to be like, oh, no, no, don't worry. The women in this culture also spank their women for any fucking thing. In
0: case you. And, uh Yeah. In case and, you were worried.
1: And so it just started. It started in a weird place. And then it just the the, the sea folk. The sea folk are portrayed as just awful always.
0: Yeah, I don't know if there's really I don't know if there's many people that love the sea folk. The, Every time we talk about them, people kind of are like, "Yeah, sea folk kind of suck."
1: The <laughs> only redeeming time we've ever seen the sea folk was Elaine on the ship, books and books and books Which ago. Which is
0: very cool actually.
1: Those characters do not feel like they're part of this culture. Those characters seemed totally reasonable and kind. Uh yeah. they become awful. Like Robert Jordan has written them to be awful. And so at the end of this chapter when they're so upset about the IMR, what the, the IMR? Iyamar? IMRs Iyamar? killing themselves? I don't know what an IMR is. I don't know.
0: The only thing we know about them is that they live near the other call thingy-majiggy. And when that went to shit, the, the, that was the prophecy. They had a prophecy about the world was ending. Uh, and so they were like, all right, time to nope out of this existence.
1: Yeah. And so they they are they, I, I think they're supposed to be a um, reference to the Kool-Aid cult, right? Um, in Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I I think it's supposed to be a reference to the um uh is it Georgetown? I can't remember I can't remember what Not it's sure called. Where. But um they they the they see the world as ending and so they all kill themselves, right? Mm-hmm. That but I, I don't know who they are. I don't care about them. They aren't they they don't matter to me in that they've been mentioned at the end of Winter's Heart in like a quarter of a page yeah and then now they're all dead
0: Jonestown Jonestown thank you town.
1: so it, it just felt like a weird okay. it, it felt like a weird way to like fit in this like reference to a real world event that was a tragedy mm-hmm. with characters that we don't know and don't, don't have any perspective oh, okay,
0: okay okay
1: sorry South America um that we don't have any perspective on and
0: hmm
1: because the sea folk are portrayed as being so awful and so unrelatable, yeah, I, I they're like so sad, and I was like, I really don't care. Like this, we I don't I've know never, any of these people. I've never read a self genocide <laughs> that had such little emotional impact on me before. Yeah,
0: I was like, oh wow, that, that's that sucks. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't know. maybe I'm like heartless, but I was like, all right.
1: Yeah, it, it was so strange because I was reading it I was like, oh, they murdered their children with poison. I, yeah, okay, that's awful. Who yeah. are we talking about? Like, and, yeah. and I, I was literally like, did I skip over? Because, look, guys, I promised after Crossroads of Twilight I wouldn't skim anymore. I would read every single word. Mm-hmm. But in the slog, I skimmed over some descriptions of some things. Mm-hmm. And so there was definitely a part of my brain that was like, did I skip over an entire race of people that no. I should be aware of? So I Googled it to make sure that I... No, I did not. No. This just kind of comes out of nowhere. And I I just... I really was like, oh, I don't I don't care. That's weird. Yeah. There's, there's a genocide of a race, and I am, like, completely numb to it. It was a weird feeling reading
0: it. I, I, I agree. I was like, wow, I, I suck. Eh, okay.
1: But I don't think it's us. I think that this chapter is so bizarre. It starts with this, like, very like, weird personal humiliation of this character. And then Loghain appears to demand their side of the agreement, which Mm -hmm. the Seafolk, like, the weird thing about the Seafolk is that they're, like, no, agreements have to be kept when Mm -hmm. it's the other person, Mm -hmm. but they have no personal culpability. Like, as soon as it's their side of the agreement, they're trying to find a way out of it. Like, they're such hypocrites. They suck.
0: Everyone in this, everyone is. The Aes
1: Sedai that's working for Zeta is there to teach them how to channel and instead they treat her like ass Mm -hmm. and so like they're presented as so awful Mm -hmm. but then it feels like the book wants us to like be empathetic towards their sadness Mm -hmm. about something that is is just so random and out of left field this this whole chapter was just it was really interesting and I felt like Loghain this was one of my favorite Loghain moments I think Loghain shows up and he's He's yep. doing his job that. well, and he's carrying himself well, and he's speaking well, and he's, you know, he shows up in this position of, like, authority in a way that I, I really enjoyed.
0: Yeah, like, he's not, like, he's not being disrespectful. but no. He's not, you know, be like, he, you know, he has a position of authority, and... It feels like these people really don't give a shit about the Dragon Reborn or their Cormor. so...
1: And so I don't know what they care about.
0: Yeah,
1: Like, yeah. the Folk. Ca- I, I, I don't know what they care about. They yeah. clearly cared about the IMR, but... Uh,
0: we didn't even know that until they were all dead! Yeah. <laughs> Trevor, welcome back to the Nerd Table. Happy freaking book club! It's, um... Yeah.
1: It, it's just strange. I, 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 I really love the Loghain stuff in this chapter, and everything around it was very distracting and weird. It's
0: very strange, yeah.
1: I, I just wish we like the sea folk are interesting in concept, and the execution of them leaves so much to be desired.
0: And I really wish, honestly, that we had more perspective on Tremalking with the I M R. Like, a hundred percent. I like I they genuinely just feel so detached from everything. <clears throat> like I feel like I knew more about the people from Shara, even though we've never fucking been there, <laughs> mm-hmm. than than the than the I M R. So.
1: No, well, yeah, of course. Like we, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It was just, it was just interesting, was very strange, um. But yeah, again, uh, it's it's Loghain being like, all right, everyone, get ready for Tarman Gaiden. So
1: in <laughs> Aradomen, <Arid>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But why Aradomen? Like all there's all of these things are going Aradomen, but why? Okay, I
0: have a question for chat, and if if and and and. Don't don't explain it. Hmm. Did we miss something about Eridoman? Are we just forgetting something? Are, are, have we missed a thing on on Eridoman? Is there a reason that they're all going there? Because if so, I I genuinely feel like I don't remember what it was, um, and I, f- I feel weird. <laughs> um, no, uh, yes, no. yes, no, okay. This is very helpful.
1: Helpful, you guys are. Don't think so. You guys yes. are. No. Really crushing no. it here.
0: Yes. No. Oh wow. Okay. Well, then I don't feel so bad. If 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 chat is is okay. Okay. Cool.
1: George says no. It's simply the last open country to get. Then why would okay okay? But if that's the case, why would Rand send people by boat?
0: What do you mean?
1: <laughs> he can teleport.
0: He has to send the boats there. The boats need to get there. Okay, Tyr is here. Uh huh.
1: Aerodomon is here. Yeah. Rand has allies here. Uh
0: huh.
1: In Saldea uh-huh. that could walk. Like, wh- why would you do this? Like, you gotta
0: get the boats there.
1: But they have to sail past the Sontar, who blow ships out of the water in their harbors. Like it.
0: Wow. Well,
1: like, it just, it doesn't, I don't, I just. I
0: think he's thinking that he's about to make a truce with the Sanchen.
1: If we could just know why he's doing this, it would be really interesting. But because we don't, the plan may, the plan seems stupid to me. But if there, if we knew mm. why, I would be on board, right? But instead, it's like, no, you have to do this, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, they're sending food, but he's right. The Sanchen are right there. Aren't they just going to sink everybody? They have to
1: sail past The entirety of the Sancho. Rand has
0: to be, like, very certain that his, like, negotiations are going to work.
1: And so the idea that, yeah, I I just, I feel like if we just could have had a little bit more of the why and a little bit less of just, like, you're going to go do this thing, I would have enjoyed it more. That's all I'm saying. I I would like to know why Rand is doing what he's doing a little bit more right now Mm -hmm. because his point of view is, it's literally, like, 15 chapters of everybody else. Mm -hmm. Perrin will get five straight chapters talking about why he is doing every minute action down to why every single person is in the line of the tent. You know what I mean? We'll get five chapters of that. And then we cut to Rand and it's one chapter of him being kind of vague. And then it's six chapters of Elaine Mm -hmm. talking to every single person in the hallways of fucking Camelin. Like, we're literally getting these, like, massive moments of, like, Uh we're going to speak to every single character Elaine meets on a Tuesday. And then we cut to Rand, and Rand is like, vague, 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 I'm going to do this thing for 15 pages, then I'm out. And I'm like, let's shift some of this time, Uh just some of it, to the main character of the series and why he's doing what he's doing.
0: Would definitely love more Rand. That, yes, that is fair.
1: I... Yeah, I I I and I I just feel I feel like Rand is like weirdly the most neglected main character in the series. Mm-hmm. And I I am just a little bit if, tired feels, of it cuz he's is the plot character. Yeah, he
0: feels like the most important. He's the one that I want to spend time with for sure. Uh, you know, as much as I do enjoy a lot of the other storylines, I, I I yeah, I do wish there was more of Rand.
1: Cesarme says to be fair, I don't think they would have a hard time avoiding and ships. This army, I think...
0: That is a huge gamble. That's
1: not historically how things have gone for them. There's a reason why they're having this meeting in Ibutar, and it's because all of their ships are gone, and they're trying to figure out if they have the finance... Like, go read the first half of this chapter again. This chapter starts with Harim being like, wow, a lot of us are really fucked financially because the Sanchan took all of our ships and all of our money. Like that's yeah. that's where the, the the first like five pages of this chapter are like wow yeah. fuck the Sanchen really fucked up the sea folk
0: and we know that the Sanchen are bringing farmers and people like they are constantly sailing back home and and back to Randland to to bring people over to populate right so yeah I, yeah, I don't know it it is interesting maybe they can sail up through Ilian. it looks like there's a river that goes uh no not all the way no. never mind
1: and also their ships can't go up that whole river
0: right I know that's fair. Um, anyways, um, I just,
1: I, I just, yeah, th- this was really fun and I, I, I liked Logan here and I liked Rand in the last chapter. I just mm-hmm. don't know why they're doing what they're doing and it doesn't come back. Right? Like all this, the, the information of these two chapters, we get it. And then the next time we see Rand, he's doing the Sanction stuff, which is just a different plot line for him. Mm-hmm. And so I just wish that we'd had a little bit more why of this if we're not going to come back to it for a hundred pages. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that that's part of why some of the things in this book are hard to remember. Because we don't know why things are happening. When they do come back, we're like, oh, yeah, why did they do that? We didn't find out why they did that in the first place. So it's harder to remember it because there's not, like, it doesn't stick.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair.
1: There, the, These books overload you with so much information that I feel like sometimes I'm having a hard time even remembering scenes from the book we are currently reading when
0: things don't have a connection or a payoff and they don't have to have like the next thing be like a payoff but if they don't have connective tissue throughout the series sometimes it is hard they they get left behind
1: we, we were having this conversation about spoilers where someone was like oh i don't remember when things happen in the in the slog right in those four books it's just kind and I'm of like a oh of course wash. like yeah trying to remember the sequence of events in those books is really hard Yeah, because like who knows what happens when Right?
0: Yeah, I'm sure somebody's, like, mapped it out, but it is definitely not easy to follow. Yeah. Yeah. And so,
1: I, I just, yeah, I, I think that it's, um,
0: yeah.
1: I, I just, I, I, I just wish I knew why. That's all. I, I, I like the scene a lot. I think yeah. Loghain is great in it. I think the Seafolk aren't, but I've never liked them, really. Um, No, okay. that's a lie. Since the, the, the Elaine on the ship thing was cool.
0: But, yeah, like, the first time we spent time with them, it was cool, and then after that, it's kind of been, eh. um, Yeah. But, uh, Yeah. Then we get to, uh, to Ramanda. We get some Aes Sedai.
1: Um, yeah.
0: Ramanda is reading smut. Um, and, uh, she, like, injures her hip to make sure that nobody realizes that she's reading (laughs) smut. It's so, it's so smutty. She has to keep it. She has to keep a key. She only has two keys to her smut chest. Mm Mm-hmm. And she has one, and her maid has one, and that's it.
1: <laughs> I think that this is a joke, uh, that, um, aimed at his wife. I think that his wife has porn books. I think that Harriet smut had books. like her smut books, mm-hmm. and I think that this was a joke directed I, at her.
0: I thought it was funny.
1: Oh yeah, no, no. I, th- this was this was one of the few times where the sexual humor in the series works mm-hmm. because it isn't it isn't harmful towards anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is just her being. A, so insecure mm-hmm. about what she enjoys that she just hides it from the world like and like there there's there's no like there's no negative to that it, it is just a funny scene and i think it's done well
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah yeah so uh she's she's reading some romance um and uh what's her face comes in Missau N- Nissau yep. is like yeah hey i've been looking for the uh, murderers of these two people um and just, uh, you know, just in case you, you, you forgot, uh, we do mention, what's, uh, what's her face? Cal, 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 not Cal. Um, what? Cabriana.
1: Cabriana, Cabriana, Cabriana comes
0: up. Yes, yes, yes. And I literally read it. I read the name. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that seems familiar. And then is like, that seems familiar. <laughs> but like, I didn't remember right away. And I was like. Fuck, that's going to be important, isn't it? And luckily, it it is explained within the chapter, so I didn't have to, like, beat myself up for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, the two Aes Sedai that were um, murdered were good friends with Cabriana, and Cabriana is who Halima said that she was friends with. Um, So, obviously, they had to go, because if Cabriana never mentioned this Halima person, that's, like, super sus. Um,
1: Well, they don't realize that now, though.
0: hmm?
1: They don't realize that now. No, 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 That's the end of the chapter.
0: Yeah, I'm I was just talking about just the murders and then we'll talk about well, but, like, but, we'll get to the meeting. But it's
1: important that the the events the, the sequence of these the realizations matter here, mm-hmm. right? Because at the beginning she just goes, "Oh, Cabriana, I don't know why that's important." She it, doesn't tie that to the other girls right now.
0: Which was me. I was like, "Fuck, why yeah, is yeah. that name important?" Um,
1: so then this is like, "I want to do this," and Ramonda's like, "I'll tell Elaine that you can do this." I don't know why Ramonda has that power over Elaine. I don't really under know why Elaine this Over is
0: Lilane?
1: yeah. So Lelaine doesn't want what's her butt to do the investigation, right? Nassau, but Romanda says that she'll talk to Lelaine and allow Nassau to do her investigation. But what's weird about it is that Romanda's a They're yellow. That That's what the oh, conversations oh, about.
0: Oh, Lelaine. Okay, <laughs> she says you're allowed to like ask questions and investigate. So I yeah I I. I I don't know why Lilaine would be able to like stop her. Because in the it's first her
1: week. Aja's business. But my question is Romanda is right. Romanda shouldn't be able to override Lilane because that would be interfering in another Aja's business. God right?
0: Damn, I fucking hate Yeah 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 yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the White Tower. Some bullshit.
1: But um, Romanda's like, yeah, sure, I'll let you and then uh You
0: can report to me while Egwene's not here.
1: Yes, because Romanda is, I don't know, in charge, I guess. I, I don't this this structure doesn't work. It just doesn't like the I, I, the, the I said I don't function, and I it's so frustrating because every time we learn new things about how they function, mm-hmm. it like counteracts all the other things that we've learned about them, and I'm just like these fucking characters.
0: Yeah, the way that the hall and the sitters and like all of that works is just so frustrating. <laughs> like God, I like you know I pick up the wheel of time and I'm like, or I pick up sorry the eye of the world and I'm like, wow, I'd love to be an Aes eye, and then I get to this point and I'm like, no fucking way in yeah, yeah, hell. Yeah, yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah, I said
1: I are... Uh, the, it's a nightmare organization. Yeah,
0: I yeah, am. Yeah.
1: That... And, and, like, Romanda, this whole conversation is like, oh, I fucking hate old novices. And I'm like... What? You want women who can channel to just be out in the world and not be Aes Sedai? What do you think is the end result of that?
0: That, that is the one thing that I don't understand. It's like she's not
1: thinking. This she's she's a, And this is a problem I've had with Ramon and Lilayne forever. And I've said it multiple times on the show. They are set up as having political power and having opposing points of view. And we are never told what their points of view are. Yeah. And so, I they don't... They just
0: don't like one another.
1: I don't understand. It's
0: been going on for so long, they probably don't even remember why.
1: Okay, but the, but that's not a good enough reason for them to fight politically. Like, th- this... It, it really is so underwritten that I I, I get frustrated with the, yeah, the Roman yeah. and the lane. You're because like,
0: they, they will fight one another about whatever they want to fight about, but we don't actually know what their, like, ultimate... Like, goals are.
1: Um, Yasmin says their point of view is the opposite of what the other stands for.
0: Y- yeah.
1: Cool. That is, that's so bad weird. writing. I, I'm sorry, but that is bad writing. If you do not set up what your character's point of view is, then I don't care about their actions or their desires or their goals because they literally don't have those things. Like, what does Ramonda want? For the tower to be whole, I she guess. She wants to be
0: better than Lalaine. That's, that, that's sure. literally, like, and Lelaine is like, I want to be better than Ramonda. like.
1: Sure, I'm glad we've devoted five novels to that, right? Like, we... we I
0: mean, th- there's a reason that we need a third party in the United States, because it's literally the Democrats and the Republicans being like, you want this? No, fuck you, we don't want this.
1: I know, but at least in those cases, there is a setup narrative. Granted, the narratives are bullshit. I understand that. But mm-hmm. I understand what the goals of the people in those fights are. Even if it's personal power, right?
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: Romanda can't have more personal power. There isn't a like. There isn't.
0: Yeah, I think the Sedai's structure
1: have... doesn't lead to anything. Yeah, like you just she live could have. Time.
0: She could have more power over the Emerlin seat, but I don't really understand if Egwene's not even there. How that's.
1: And yeah. so, be, be, because this has never been set up in any way, and it is just. Like, we spend so much time in these Aes Sedai chapters talking about what they're wearing and not what they're thinking. And it feels... It, it, it is the worst writing in the series. Because it is the stuff that is, uh, like, deliberately unintentional. And it's I I just think it's bad. I, I think everything around Ramonda and Lelaine has been bad in the sense that these are... Two characters that are being treated like they are so important to the series, yeah. and after five books, I could not tell you a single thing that they want, except they don't like each other. And that is, it's been five books.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They're they're not smart. They're yeah. not accomplishing anything. Yeah. They're not working towards anything. They are just when when Egwene was in the camp they were forces to stall our characters' actions. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, they're bland and they're underwritten, but so are most of the women in the series. But at least they're there to stall Egwene. And I get why, like, Egwene needs to overcome them. Mm -hmm. But when you take Egwene out of the picture, the problem now with all of the Sedai in this camp is that because their only purpose was to stall and infuriate Egwene, Mm -hmm. once Egwene is removed, this whole chapter I was like, Oh, these women don't have anything. They're, like, there's nothing here. There's n- there's no character here. Uh, Romanda they just want
0: more power.
1: Romanda does not want old novices, but there's no reason why, other than she doesn't like the idea of it. Yeah, but she's also, just stuck
0: in her ways.
1: B- but but that makes me be like, but this character isn't thinking. These women can channel. Mm-hmm. What do you do with? You can't just not do anything with them. They okay, can channel. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And so she's like, "Oh, I want to get rid of them." And I'm like, "They're going to live for hundreds of years. What are you talking about?" Like, yes, this woman is 65. Cat Swain is 300. Like, if you don't Wait, get who
0: is 65?
1: Th- um uh fucking what's her face? Um uh Sh- Shira, the, the the other person who's involved. The, the, the novice who's telling the mistress of novices.
0: Oh, the grandmother.
1: The grandmother. She's yeah. like sixty five.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But she could live for another two hundred and fifty years. Like in a world where characters live for hundreds of years, mm-hmm. the idea that they would be like, we got to get him in the first eighteen is so silly to me. Mm-hmm. Because they're that's 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 as a, a third of or a three percent of their life. Yeah. Like the idea that they're going to let. Thousands of women, because they have found, or sorry, like a thousand women Mm -hmm. go because they're 26. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they're going to live to be 300. Yeah. is just this like, it makes this character Romanda feel like she's just, she has no brain in her head. But then we're told she's the political power of a political party that has no political aspirations. It reminds
0: me of uh, several uh, heads of politics that uh, we're not going to talk about right now. (laughs)
1: I, 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 in like real life.
0: Yeah, I think that a lot of politicians literally just will do and say whatever they want because they're trying to gain more power.
1: But I can understand what their goal is.
0: And Romanda wants more power.
1: But, but okay, but in real life, right? Uh If a politician is doing it for more power, they're doing it for money, right? Okay. Generally, it's Uh for money. What is more? What does Romanda get out of having more power? If the Aes Sedai collapses.
0: Uh, Well, at that point, yeah, it doesn't matter. And this is the
1: problem. If we were in the White Tower and the White Tower was whole, I would agree with you. But Mm -hmm. there is a legitimate goal here of taking over the White Tower. But they
0: are so fucking up their own asses that they cannot put anything aside to, to fight for, like, uh, hesitate to use the greater good because it's been, yeah. you know, fucking. But you know what I mean? Like, for, for humanity, for everybody. Like, yes, they're fucking old, cranky politicians who will do whatever they want for personal gain and fuck everybody else. That That's exactly what they are. I know. They're not meant to be likable. <laughs>
1: I, but it's not even about liking them. But it's I, just about we're, we've not a lot there. we've spent five books with them, mm-hmm. and I they they don't seem to.
0: We've never had their perspective. They
1: don't seem to have any.
0: Four. No more. Well, we had Lelaine very very briefly.
1: Uh, this chapter pointed out to me why this sh- is is a big like indicator of why this series doesn't work for me right now, mm. and it's because. None of these none of these characters, especially the side characters, have immediate goals that they're actually working towards. Everyone is stuck. Crossroads of Twilight set them down in the mud mm-hmm. and nobody can move. Because they... Like, Romanda doesn't have any goals in this chapter. She's a character who goes from conversation to conversation and learns things, mm-hmm. but she does not have a goal in any of those conversations. She's not actively pursuing anything. And so from a writing perspective, she is... Just for the reader to be told information, look I think without it's, interacting with it.
0: Yeah, I think it's I think it's not very interesting, but I think it's realistic. Like there. You oh, know, see, I
1: think it's very unrealistic. No,
0: uh, people. There, there are people who like go about their lives and they they waffle. Like there, there, there are people who like are just like, yeah, I want to be uh, more powerful. Like the uh, and you know they they're like shitty to get there. And they don't actually have like hard and fast goals that are, and, and like plans that are like set out. Like there are tons of people who live their lives you, with no direction.
1: You do not become the speaker of the house yeah, without direction. Sure,
0: but she's if, been if she that was, for so long. If she
1: was a farm wife, in the middle of fucking nowhere, mm-hmm. I would maybe agree with you. But here's the thing: she, she is too involved in the. She is a hundreds of year old woman who is too involved in the politics of the day to day running of a society of
0: and she's 30, been there for so long. Soldiers, she's been there for so long that all she wants to do in her fucking crabby old age is just like give it to Laleen. Like that. That's literally it.
1: That doesn't that 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 is bad writing that
0: is what it reads as oh
1: oh sure, sure sure that might be what it reads as that's not realistic and it's not good writing like the, the, you can't just tell me that oh no no this character just doesn't want to do things like that that to me that's not a character that you should make an entire chapter a pov from right
0: um, i agree it's not that interesting uh
1: as someone with no goals, I feel attacked.
0: Michael, thank you for that.
1: Thank you for that, Michael Super Kioski.
0: Super
1: <laughs> chat. First, says, "nerdy does not know how politics work." I, I, well, I have a pretty good idea. That's not the, true. The idea that politics, like I, this idea that politicians are lazy is hilarious to me. They work very hard.
0: They work very hard to like, manipulate you.
1: Yes, but they work. But they have a goal. I know why Sometimes. the Republicans behave the way that they behave. It's because they're making millions of dollars. You know, off of but
0: it. also, but they here, sure they make money. But but ch- they literally will just oppose whatever the Democrats say, so that they can oppose whatever the Democrats say. And the Democrats will do the same with the Republicans. They'll be like, they oh Republicans said that. No fuck them. Even if they might, even if it had been brought up by someone that they had a respect for, right. they might actually agree with them
1: but both sides have a have a, but there but there is a position involved in that the problem with sure. the wheel of time is that it is trying to say it is trying to make a statement about that in politics by only having the opposition part yes. and not setting up what they're opposed over I don't know what Ramanda... which what, it's is been five fair, books. Yeah. I don't know what Ramanda and Lalane are, are in this scene. Yeah. I don't know what they're opposing each other over. They
0: just fight about anything.
1: Lelaine says, Hey, my is gonna handle the investigation. Uh-huh. Because that's their job. Mm-hmm. So Nassau goes to Ramanda and says, Can you tell Lalaine to tell to allow me to investigate?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But if it's Ajah business, we've been told that Ajas handle their own business and you do not inv- invite you don't participate in other Aja's business. Mm-hmm. So if that is the case, if that is how the Aes are structured, and that's what we've been told over and over and over again, and Romanda goes, oh great, yeah, I'll talk to Elaine and I'll make that happen. Because, how does that work?
0: Because Egwene wanted it. She was reporting to Egwene and Egwene is the Amarylline seat. I, the,
1: it's, but, but this is still Romanda. So Romanda is now, if the Amarylline seat says so, Aes Sedai are allowed to involve themselves in other Ajas' business. Is that the line now?
0: Emerald Amaritan C can do whatever the fuck she wants, basically.
1: I know, but, th- but this is the problem, right? This is where, if you're going to set up a society to function in one way, you can't just throw that away for a scene. And that- that's what happens here. The- like, the-, the function of the Ajas gets thrown away here because Romanda and Lelaine, who have the same amount of power...
0: Yeah, here's Romanda
1: can't override a Lelaine's Aja. No,
0: but she's going to try... Even if she doesn't succeed, she's still going to fucking try. No,
1: no, that's not what she says.
0: She says, she, I'll talk to her and I'll make her no, do no. it. No, no, no.
1: She says, tell her I said it's fine. Yeah. That's, do you think that's
0: going to go over well?
1: I, she seems to think it will. Of
0: course. She's a cocky old
1: bitch. And so I'm just I'm just frustrated with this this because like once you take Egwene out of this camp, th- there are no sides here. There's just mm-hmm. fighting because women aren't good at working together. And that's, yes. that's what it seems like these books are about. And I don't enjoy that. I would much rather they had positions and personalities and I could understand why they're fighting rather than what we get here, which is, I'm an old lady and I don't like that old lady and and we're we're just bitter old ladies. Here's
0: the thing. I think that it would have been like really interesting Mm -hmm. to read about these cranky old women who come together because I said I were being murdered. If they actually like come and work together for it. That, that would be great, but you well, know, well, and people don't communicate. <laughs> what's
1: frustrating about it to me is that in comparison to the last two chapters, mm-hmm. Rand shows up and shows political power in a smart way. Mm-hmm. Ken Swain is there being a pain about it, and I I, I don't like the Cat Swain in that scene. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing the shirt. But like, Rand shows up and he demonstrates his political power and his intelligence, mm-hmm. even though I would like to know why things are happening there, I still feel like he showed up and showed his intelligence there. The next scene, Loghain shows up to a group of women who are all terrible and he shows his political brilliance and intelligence Mm -hmm. and like he shows up and does really well and it's a great scene. And then we cut to another group of terrible women who don't have any intelligence. And I'm like, why are the men so capable and so well-spoken and able to be patient in conversations and able to do all of things, these things and have personalities and have points of view, but all of the women don't. That's why I'm frustrated because it is Loghain and Rand show us that Robert Jordan understands how to write, that a character can, like Loghain, can have his own point of view and disagree with Rand, but also work with Rand because he knows that he has to. And he demonstrates through Rand and Loghain, two people who are doing the exact same thing, but have different points of view on it, different personalities and approach those situations differently. But every single woman that we've read in the last two chapters, three chapters at this point, Mm -hmm. are all the same level of they don't have really a unique personality, they don't want very much, and they don't seem to accomplish anything politically because they're so busy haranguing other women. Yeah. And I'm frustrated because he can clearly write independent human beings, but the women in these scenes aren't getting that same treatment. Mm -hmm. And it's, 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 it's tiresome it's like mm-hmm. tiresome to read about all these awful women who are just so awful to each other even though they have every reason in the world to come together yeah. they cannot find it in them but Logan and fucking rand can yeah right even
0: with a madman screaming in rand's head and s- uh marina thank you for that super chat uh i recently ended a relationship with because my ex has zero goals in life and apparently that wasn't very nice this conversation's cracking me up that's fair. I I hope you find someone who who you're compatible with, cause yeah, sometimes you need you need a partner. You know, I, I get that. Uh, Michael Kioski, thank you for that super chat. Ramonda and Lene both trying to be the new queen in this ant colony. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just yeah, they they want to they want to both have more power in Bamelin, but we don't really we're not really privy to to more than that. So they're just kind of frustrating to read, but um, she bruises her hip with a book. Yeah, <laughs> she bruises her hip with a book. We get called to the meeting of the halls. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Uh, Lelaine calls a meeting.
1: Lelaine <laughs> calls a meeting.
0: And Ramon is like, "Oh God, how d- I'm not going to hurry." <laughs>
1: dare how dare Lelaine call a meeting, even though I don't know why, like. Because there's information that you need to know. She's literally not hiding information from you. She's trying to share information with you. Yeah. Like, it's just, oh, no, how dare that woman call you to the hall because really fucking important information came in. How dare she?
0: They do have, they, They're um,
1: children. They're all fucking children. I
0: agree. They uh, Someone did put the, uh, the stole on the seat for, for Egwene. So that was very kind. Who do you think did it? Who do I think did it?
1: Yeah, because they're like, we don't know who did it, but no one's moved it. Who do you think it is?
0: I don't know. It's probably like, uh, Falein, Falein or Faolain, Faolain, maybe.
1: I, I think Faolain is the answer. Yeah. Like
0: one of the people, who, or maybe Swan did it? Yeah. I don't, I don't like, I, I could see that. Um, but I'd love that just like nobody's like moved it. They're like, oh yeah, right. Uh, the Emerlin seat is literally kidnapped right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Did Swan sneak in and do it? Swan's a good option. Mm-hmm. I could see it being Swan. Yeah, Swan like Swan would have access to the stole, and Swan is also someone who is so invested in the concept of the Emerlin seat persisting. Mm-hmm. I-, I could actually see it being Swan. That's a that's a good point, C-sting.
0: Yeah. Uh Yeah. So Lelaine is like, no, nah, we don't need a formal sitting, which I I don't really understand what mm-hmm. that means. Um, but um, uh, there's. <laughs> They bring some Ashman, some, some, some bonded Ash Ashmashan into the room. Maurice, Yeah. Has arrived. Yeah. We get some fascinating information. Well, it's not a lot of information that we didn't already know. Um, but uh, the the first thing that they do is test being able to um, detect the weaves mm-hmm. of Sidon. Yes. And because um, b- before they could only feel after it had been used. Now they figured out a weave to feel it while it's being used. If I understood it correctly, right?
1: Yes. Okay. That, that doesn't make any sense. But It's magic. Okay, but like at what point... My problem with it is that Mm -hmm. at what point after it's been used can you detect it?
0: Uh, After the weave has come unraveled. After it's no longer a weave. You just detect what's left over.
1: But then wouldn't you just be able to, but you would still be able to, like, not a lot of weaves are, like, held, right? They're mostly just used. So I feel like you would just be feeling it. You would be able to resonate it, like, instantly most of the time.
0: Apparently not. It's ma- uh, yeah
1: the, the, this it's magic where 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 the line is in once it's been used is weird because then does it have to be woven
0: woven every weave is woven
1: no, no no but you can hold side in yeah right
0: oh if someone's just holding on to side in no you can't okay like unless now you can because because they say that, oh, you directed it at this I Mm-hmm. So, wait, so can they feel it being held now, or just that like while it's being woven?
1: I don't know. i I, I find the like the 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 narrative around the resonating um I wish they I wish it hadn't. I, I just wish it had never come up because it in hindsight is very strange to me. Mm-hmm. like I wouldn't have a problem with it if it had always existed. But because it comes up so late in the series, there's just, there's so many events around the series where I feel like that would have been relevant. <laughs> that it's mm-hmm. it's it's like, well, it, it's added in now and it exists and so we're just going to move forward with it existing. Yeah. But it's cool. Uh, good for What's-Her-Face for figuring it out. I, I think that, like, yeah. it's cool to see an Aes Sedai that isn't Gwen, Elaine, and Nynaeve figure something new out, mm-hmm. you know? It, it is nice to see that, like, The Wonder Girls have inspired other characters in this series to start, like, experimenting on their own. Mm -hmm. And I I think that, like, that's natural, right? Like, once someone breaks the taboo of experimentation, you see in real life, right, these, like, floods of new experiments as you get these people being like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no. Like, if that person can do that, I'm going to try too. And, like, we're seeing other characters bringing things to the forefront.
0: And we see a lot of comparison with, like, the new and the old healing. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's brought up several times. Because is
1: like, they can do the new healing? <gasps> I can't do the new healing, though. Yeah. And I'm the best healer in the world.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't think she's very um, happy about that. But, yeah. Jahar. Jahar is there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Basically, they, uh... Well...
1: Jahar basically explains um, that... They can bond 47 Ashaman. Yes. Uh, and they're like, why 47? And he's like, well, because 51 Ashaman have bonded Aes Sedai, and four Aes Sedai have bonded Ashaman. So, so it balances the scale. Even it out at a At 102 bonds. That number isn't uh, interesting in any way.
0: Hmm, interesting. There's there's, there's definitely not 100 companions ever mentioned in this. No, 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 that can't be hit. Uh, they also find out that the taint is clean. And they're like, Jahar, we don't believe you. Is the taint clean, Maurice? And she's like, yeah, no, it's it's yeah. it's, clean. it's clean.
1: Um yeah, the other I feel like I'm I I I I don't want to bring it up, but like it's super weird that he's like the, the Ashaman can't say no. That that ah. was very strange, and I did not like it. I and like I I don't like it because Rand knows what it's like to be bonded against his will. <laughs> And so for him to set up a system where all these Ashraman are also going to be bonded against their will, it, like, I really struggled with that. I like Rand, and I feel like he should have learned the lesson of what he went through with Alana, and him not is, is just kind of gross. I
0: think Rand's got to the point where he's like, I do not give a fuck about individuals, we get to Tarman Gaiden no matter what. Like, that's, that's yeah. kind of where it's... Dusty Wheel, Hey, Hello. what's up? Uh, how you doing? The innkeeper
1: is here. Innkeeper, we're, we get to meet you in person in a, less than a month.
0: That's crazy. We're talking about Knife of Daggers. My favorite dagger is the Knife of the Daggers. Um, Welcome in. What's up?
1: Uh, Yeah, we're, we're like, almost done. It's mm-hmm. wild. You've arrived at one of my top five books, Towers was, of Midnight. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm was, very excited for Towers of Midnight.
0: We're getting close. We're making not progress feathers, actually. We're, we're making progress yeah i definitely don't like that rand is like the ashman can't say no
1: it's just it is weird because of what he went through yes right and i think that
0: maybe hmm yeah i don't i don't know it's one of those things where rand can't be controlled by alana right no so it stands to reason rand would believe that anyone any male who can channel also cannot be controlled by aisedai Mm-hmm. So it's literally more of like a, you have, I'm assigning you a like business representative that you must work with and not obey.
1: I would be more interested in it if it was the Asha'man Council and the Aes Sedai Council are going to match people up for the fight.
0: <laughs> it's speed dating. Yeah. They do a speed dating.
1: It is, it is specifically that Rand, who has spent books complaining about what Alana did to him. Yeah, yeah. Says that the Aes Sedai are going to have the power in that situation to just walk up to any dedicated or the other one and initiate? I can't remember.
0: Initiate, I Um, think, yeah, yeah. He's just going to
1: walk up to any of those boys... And just be allowed to bond them against their will. Yeah. I, and that Rand would be okay with that after what he went through is so... that That's what is weird to me.
0: I don't think Rand is okay. Like I said, I think that his, like, humanity is shown here to be slipping a little bit because he is desperate to mm-hmm. get the world through Gaten. Uh, Yeah, Dusty, we're excited to meet you as well. It's going to be super-duper fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we're excited. We're going to be... I think we're going to be halfway through the Gathering Storm by then.
1: I think. I forgot. So this might be some kind of sense of fair play. The Aes Sedai didn't get to say no. We're, no, we're not even going to start a gathering storm by Jordan Khan Oh, um, right, 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 I, uh, The Aes Sedai didn't get to say no to being Bonabashman, so the Ashaman don't get to say no either. That's fucking weird. That's like a really, but like, <sighs>
0: yeah, that's
1: a really strange.
0: An eye for an eye is not my favorite take, but yeah, he might see it that way. But
1: also like, hey, you attacked them, and so they responded by not killing you. So you're going to get to bond uh, Ashaman, who might not have been involved in that, because I say so. It is a weird. It's it's weird.
0: That's what I mean. I I think that Rand is is losing it a little bit. Uh, hey, looks like Dusty also does not like. Ken's I do not or... like this
1: character very much. Um, Mega KWag says not a loaded question. Just don't remember. Do we know Rand is involved in this decision? We do because um he talks about Narishma being somewhere else doing something for him.
0: Uh, yeah yeah yeah, because C Swain because Rand told Cat Swain who told Maurice, who was telling Jahar to tell them
1: yeah and we know that and we know that um we know that Rand like he has a in his point of view there's a point where Rand is like Narishma... I, it's better when he's near me, but I needed him to go do something, and I don't envy the position he's in. Yeah. To be among all those Sedai. Yeah. Yeah. No.
0: Yeah, but uh, it's fucking cool. All right.
1: See, Sarmi says it's simple. It's very simple. Really, Rand just doesn't see Ashaamun as persons. I, you know what? I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. It's just unfortunate because I, I, I like Rand so much,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I, I want to be on his side, and this is a decision that I'm. I just I think is really gross, and I can't be on his side. Yeah. And. It's, it, he's a tough protagonist. He's a really hard protagonist to get behind. And he, it's getting harder.
0: Yeah. It's getting harder the less time we spend with him, which is yeah. why I want more time with Rand. I want more Rand.
1: Please. Yeah. Um,
0: but then we get, uh, uh, we get a really beautiful moment. Um, Christian Rapper
1: says, I don't remember Rand saying that the Ashman couldn't say no. But that's true. Only Jahar says that. That's, but yeah, I'm assuming just... that Rand agreed to that. I don't think Jahar like, added made that, that part decision. himself.
0: <laughs> yeah, most likely. Unless he did. Unless, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure, uh, but we get we get the moment. There's a lot of people where... in chat. I
1: I get the idea that like Rand is slipping and doesn't see people as people anymore. Uh-huh. I understand what you guys are saying. I I don't necessarily want to read a series that makes the claim that if the need is great enough, people's consent doesn't matter because I think that that concept is gross. And so, when your protagonists are all starting to slide on the importance of consent and freedom, all of them, right? Except Perrin, uh, I, I get. I'm concerned about what the the thematic elements of this story are saying about our society, because that's all stories are. Stories are, in, are are mirrors held up to the society that we are telling. There's no such thing as fantasy that exists on its own, or science fiction that exists on its own. Mm-hmm. The, these are mirrors for us. And if the narrative is Matt is going to slowly become more comfortable with the concept of slavery mm-hmm. and Rand is going to become more comfortable with um, a lack of consent among his soldiers and, and the people under him having their consent taken away the way that he was, the thematic meaning of that in terms of the narrative of this story becomes very problematic to me. And, and we are headed in that direction with too many narratives in this right now. And I'm uncomfortable with it. I yeah. do not like the way this story treats individualism and I don't like the way that this story treats consent and I don't like the way the story treats rape and I don't like the sto- way the story treats physical uh, like domination and, and violence. And, and so... Which,
0: which might like, which might come to a head at the end, right? And it might be, uh, it might be quite self-aware and self-reflective of it.
1: I hope so. I hope so. But you, like, if you're going to have this much of this in the story, you have to, as a writer, end on a purpose for it.
0: Uh, yes. And and I hope it, that there is a, a, a point
1: there is this really weird position where robert jordan didn't have to write the purpose for everything. brandon sanderson does. and so brandon sanderson has to tie off the and i know that robert jordan wrote a lot of that stuff, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, brandon sanderson was the last person to touch those books. what what the what the reason for all of this is is going to come down to how brandon sanderson ends it and i hope that we get to a place where there was there that this there was a reason for this and that these books don't appear to be advocating for well, these elements of human autonomy only exist insofar as there isn't a greater need. And once we do have a greater need, slavery is actually okay. And I yeah. hope we don't go down that road because I will be very uncomfortable with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that's absolutely valid. It, it is hard to read at some points. And if there is no purpose for it, I, I think that will be a bit of a letdown.
1: And I'm not saying that there isn't a purpose for it. I'm just saying that, like, because the books are so long, and because we've been stuck in this narrative, like, rut for five books where we haven't been able to move the plot forward.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The, without plot Well, we're movement. finally
0: starting, we're, yeah. We're we're, we're we're making some moves right now. We,
1: we are right now, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think next week we're gonna get, I think that book club is going to be very different next week because there's going to be so much resolution.
0: There's a lot of things that are coming to head, yeah.
1: But it is re, it, it has been very hard, especially in the last book, in the first half of this book, mm-hmm. to not be able to talk about what the resolution says about the story that we've read. And just be in this – we're in this circle, right? We're, we're just we're, – we're going around in a circle about and, – and I think that maybe if we weren't doing book club, these books would hit me differently because I wouldn't be stopping every seven chapters and going yes. – Wow, we're really still just digging in on consent,
0: and I think that a lot of people have a very different experience of these uh, books. Uh, Topher, thank you for that super chat. You're in the middle of the darkest section of the books, no spoilers, but these are lessons that our characters need to learn, and that's that's what I'm that's so. what I'm hoping for. But I definitely think that like reading it piece by piece and having to talk about that individual piece, which is why I know some people don't like the full book recaps, mm-hmm. but I actually think. I, I think that they're very important in linking the story together in larger chunks, because mm-hmm. because yeah, breaking it up and 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 that's suffering through is the wrong word, but like feeling like uncomfortable and and talking about these things week to week really highlights them in a way that I think that I believe that Robert Jordan was meaning to highlight them, um, but it just it it gets difficult. It yeah. gets difficult mm-hmm. because it's it's it's. It weighs you down. Like this world is terrible and I, I would I would not want to live in it. And and
1: yeah.
0: and it does... And I used to
1: want to. Yeah, yeah. In the first like five books I was like, Oh, I love yeah. this. And I, I the, the, that's gone. Yeah. Like every all all of the women suck. <laughs> <laughs> I except definitely me. wouldn't.
0: I wouldn't be friends with anyone except Min, to be honest. But um, but yeah, it is. It, it, it yeah. is. It is one of those weird things that with the format of book club, mm-hmm. we experience everything differently. It's the same thing with our reactions. Same thing with like on t- Attack on Titan reactions, right? Mm-hmm. We have to talk about each small chunk after everything because because it's what we enjoy doing. Right, we like talking about it. We like digging deeper. We love theorizing. We love analyzing pieces and then analyzing a, a larger whole. Whereas uh, for, for Attack on Titan or for the Wheel of Time books, a lot of people will experience either a book or several books at a time mm-hmm. because they pick it up and they binge kind of read through, right? Um, so it really highlights uh, a lot of the differences that we have with... Um, with with characters and the the dragging out of certain themes and um and storylines because we don't because we can't just speed through to the resolution right
1: well i couldn't speed through either way like it's the books are too long for speed I but could. get there eventually um, yeah, yeah, yeah
0: yeah
1: yeah i i don't know I, I think that i think that i would have more faith in where things were headed if the Matt and Tuan relationship were playing out differently and we're about to get to that but um
0: before that before we get that. a beautiful moment where Jahar is like Eben Hopwell Eben Hopwell died to save his eyes to die Yeah. the only reason that they they made it um is because of him and remember him and it was, it it actually, that gave me goosebumps. I was mm-hmm. reading that and I was like, oh no. Guys, remember, guys, let's get some Noggs in chat. Remember Evan Hopwell? Um, yeah, good boy. Yeah, yeah. And because of that.
1: He fought the Forsaken.
0: He did. And because of that, they figure out who Halima is. Yes.
1: Ugh,
0: Yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. It made me very happy. Unfortunately, Delana and Halima already uh pieced out because they, they figured they're, they're not idiots out. Yeah, which fine, okay, whatever. Um, but hey, they figured it out. That makes a difference. hmm That that makes a difference.
1: They, they they did eventually figure it out. Um mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Even in the, I don't, even, I don't know. I was even I was at the like beginning really, like, of this chapter. Ramonda's like, yeah, it's like super weird that they're like pillow friends who just like yell at one another. Like clearly, Halima's in charge. Mm-hmm. I was like, yes, very sus. Uh, James Ross, thank you for the super chat. Y'all been climbing out of the dark at a much slower pace than the rest of us. It's very understandable. We, you know, we always try and be honest first and foremost. Yeah. And. Hopefully that's, that's why you're all here is because we're, we're just honest about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I appreciate the super chat.
1: You guys um, forgot the part where Delana left the meeting early. Yeah. Uh, well, Delana. Yeah. 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 She figured she knew, it
0: out. She knew what was coming up. She's, she's like, oh shit.
1: We've, we're, we're going so long. I'm sorry. I feel like this has been a very long book club and I already know what the comments on this video are going to be. So we'll, we'll speed up and I'll, I'll just. <laughs> What's,
0: what? Nothing.
1: Just, okay. We'll just get, we'll get through it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I feel like I have kind of, I don't know. I am trying to have a conversation about these books that I don't, that is tough because I want to talk honestly about how I feel about them. Mm -hmm. But also reading these books in pieces, like there's a reason why it's called The Slog. Yeah. And like, I just, I feel like maybe we should have structured the show differently for that section. And I, I I don't know I, I understand I don't know why if you would
0: have had more time to read
1: <laughs> yeah maybe maybe I just I worry mm-hmm. that like my attitude towards these books has made this experience not fun for people but I also have not enjoyed reading the books in a while and so I don't know how to I, I don't know how to bridge that gap right mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to make this fun. For the audience, and I'm sorry, I, I I'm but like I I don't know how to like be like, hey, we're gonna do a really fun show, but it's about books that I don't think are very good, and le- about writing that I don't think is very um, nuanced, and it is really just a lot of words to say very surface things that I don't think are handled very well, and so it's been tough. I think that this show, I understand why people don't like me, and I understand why the comments are as negative about me as they are but in terms of like writing a series this has been a very difficult one to talk about because i don't think robert jordan had a great handle on the concepts that he wanted to talk about and he uses them really poorly sometimes in ways that i think are like very problematic
0: yeah and and it's unfortunate because he is so good at other things and for like
1: sure. i i love those first 6 books but those first six books didn't deal with these issues, right?
0: Not in the same way, no. It was
1: shocking when Morghese was raped off screen. Yeah. And like now that same thing isn't shocking anymore because it is so constant at this point in these books. Mm-hmm. Like these books are gross to read at sometimes. times. Yeah, this sometimes. next chapter we're about to talk about was really like, like poorly written from one half of it. And also gross to read. And I just I'm really struggling. I feel like I have done a bad job at making the show fun, but I don't know how to have fun and talk about spanking constantly and rape and slavery and like consent and make the show I, I I I don't know. And so I like I understand why people have commented about the way they have. I I I've gotten all of the messages. I I get it. Mm-hmm. I have been negative about it. But I've also I I don't know. It's just tough. It's been it's been a it's been a wild ride to go on. And um I understand that like within the community I'm in the minority uh about a lot of stuff but I just I I think that there's value in structure and it is the thing that Robert Jordan has n- none of like there's no structure anymore to these notebooks and Not
0: anymore. There there was. There was. Yeah. There, there
1: used to be structure and it used to and it used to feel great. And like I used to compliment the fuck out of his structure and once that went away it is I like it takes me hours to read every chapter and like i'm sorry i i i'm sorry that this wasn't the like ride all the way through that i think people signed up for at the beginning and i understand that people have left the show i get that Mm -hmm. um but like you know we're about to talk about uh, we're about to talk about a chapter that has just 40 straight pages of Egwene being spanked over and over and over and over again because the Aes are too incompetent to come up with a second punishment. And, like, Egwene is so good in this chapter. It is a chapter about this girl who is, like, Fucking standing up to the man and crushing it and doing this amazing job, mm-hmm. and she like everything about Egwene in the chapter is remarkable, and it is all undercut by the fact that the Sedai are so incompetent that it's it's not even cool that she's winning against them because of course she's winning against them, they're idiots, they're 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 two hundred year old idiots who are so not creative they can't even come up with a second way to punish her. They just spank her and 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 spank her. And spank her. Oh my god, and she's being spanked this way with this, and oh it's a hairbrush and it's a strap. And it's and it's like, I want to love it because what Egwene's doing is so cool. But the, but the antagonists to her are so fucking bad at their job. They're so incompetent mm-hmm. that of course she's winning. It's not even hard for her to win because the, the the Aes Sedai perspective, these hundreds of year old women who are supposed to be these great diplomats and great thinkers and librarians and the logic Aja, they're fucking idiots. They're so stupid. Maybe? And so they're, it's undercutting these great character beats for a character who has gone from being a character at Fires of Heaven that I said, fuck, never again. I fucking hate her. To being like, oh no, you know what? But I'm glad the journey she went on. I like Egwene. I like I
0: love Egwene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, to, yeah. to
1: put her in this chapter where she's crushing it mm-hmm. and to have to mind-numbingly read that the Aes Sedai structure only has one kind of punishment and it is beating ass, even though it clearly isn't working. You'd think after day two, they'd be like, hey, maybe we try one other thing.
0: I was going to say, maybe, and it doesn't necessarily read this way, but maybe some people want her to succeed. And so they don't bother to come up with other punishments. Now, that definitely there are people who don't want her to succeed. Like, some of those reds are, like, fucking awful to her. But, yeah. Um...
1: Let's go through these. Uh, 56, Fifty-six. Thank you for joining the Nargs.
0: Welcome to the nerd table.
1: Um, Mega K Wags. Uh, thank you for joining the Nargs. Your conversation is good. It's important. I think a lot of these conversations haven't happened in the past. Nerdy, I'm still here to the end, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, Tom Jones. Thank you for being a Narg for 11 months. Uh, thank you for book club. I get five to eight hours a week entertainment from each other. They're awesome. We put out a lot.
0: <laughs> thank you. We do. Our uh, best. The man
1: called Lev. Thank you for that super chat. Disagreement and criticism can be fun and interesting. Ignore the haters. Uh, the problem is it's not hate, right? It's not that people are hating on me. It, it, the, the comments that I understand but also hit me the hardest are the ones that are like, I used to love your show, but like I just can't listen to it anymore. And I'm sorry that you don't like the books, but bye. And like those are the ones that I'm like, I'm sorry that like the show changed when the books did. And I don't know. I don't know what to do about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zedirog, I uh, love the show and we'll be here to the end with you. You bring up a lot of things that many hadn't want to talk about with these books. Good job, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know. And just Trinder, thank you for joining the NARCs. Uh, I'm okay with the four book club. Not everyone is going to have the same opinion. Nerdy, respect <laughs> your opinion. You're doing a great job. Keep it up. I appreciate that. <laughs>
0: thank you guys. Um, thank you, NARCs. Althur's Taint.
1: <laughs> cool.
0: <laughs> Welcome back to the nerd table. And
1: uh, Dale Hendrickson, do you think RJ's illness affected his writing? I have no idea.
0: I don't know, and I don't really want to. The last that five on. books
1: have all had the same problem. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. I honestly think that what may have happened, pure speculation, like that what happened is like Robert Jordan had a vision that mm-hmm. he loved and he just got a little bit lost in the middle. The the, the, yeah. the, the the weight and scope of this story was a lot to to juggle efficiently and sufficiently. And he, he dropped some balls sometimes, you know? Yeah. Um, and and that happens. There are writers who, like, take on monumental tasks like the Wheel of Time, like this world that Robert Jordan came up with. And, it, there, yeah, there's just some middle bits that I think that he, he, he fumbled on a little bit. And that happens, you know?
1: Yeah. It's just tough when I feel like reading the Wheel of Time has been my favorite part of my week for a year and a bit. Mm-hmm. And then at the point where that my, like this book club has been my favorite part of my week every week. Mm -hmm. And at the point where the book club changed and where the books kind of got darker and more into a conversation, rather than moving the plot forward, really just like stopping the plot to have these long conversations about rape and consent. And it hasn't, it's been hard to continue to like maintain my favorite thing about the week. The thing that like kind of got me through COVID was this show. And, like, that changing has been very weird for me mm-hmm. because I, I, I feel this need to defend women. <laughs> like, it's it's so strange. Like, after Moraine yeah. left the books, I feel like that it was is the weird. beginning of the backslide. That,
0: that is the point where, where things get a little... Uh, uh, not as good. Moraine was, like, the glue. And I didn't know it in the moment. But Moraine... Moraine held these books together and yeah it's super weird that as soon as she left Mm -hmm. that it kind of like got a little muddy well because she
1: was the she was the Aes Sedai that represented an Aes Sedai who was intelligent and could like oh this tactic isn't working let me try something else Mm -hmm. the very human thing of like fuck I am not accomplishing my goal let me do something else Moraine exemplified that. Mm-hmm. And then once Moiraine left the series, I feel like since then, all of the Aes Sedai characters have had kind of the same personality. <laughs> yes. Except Egwene, obviously. And Elaine, mm-hmm. kind of. Um,
0: Except like our main characters, yes.
1: And so, like, without Moraine to make the Aes Sedai feel real... I feel like this structure... Because the White Tower sits at the center of this series in a lot of ways. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. And without Moraine to balance them with reality, mm-hmm. the Aes Sedai... Di- I really struggle with what the Aes Sedai are since she left the show, or since she left the books. And it's 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 noticeable. Like, I really... I understand why Rosamund Pike was so drawn to the character. I I love her. Mm-hmm. I love Moraine so much. And I miss her so much. Because she, she was... She was the actual character. We talk so much about characters who will do anything to accomplish their goals. Mm -hmm. And she actually did that. Like, she actually did anything to accomplish her goals. And that is so interesting. Yeah. And since she left, we've... Everyone's been so set. Set and forget. Like, everyone's on one path. They're going to accomplish it eventually. But we're going to have to describe every single breastplate on the way there. And... I don't know. I think that once we get some resolutions, I'll get out of this funk that um, I've been in.
0: Also excited for Moraine to come back because you know she's going to. I know. She's she's coming back. The least
1: surprising reintroduction of a character maybe in the history of books.
0: Nah, nah, nah. It's gonna be fucking epic. I'm. <clears throat> I can't wait. Yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry.
1: I feel like I derailed an already long show to to complain that I have de- been derailing the show. But like, um, no.
0: I think I think I think it's fair. You know, like we're we're trying to. We're trying to do a, a difficult thing and balance, like, putting on a show, and but also being honest. You know, we're yeah. never we're never going to, like, first of all, lying about liking or disliking someone is way too much fucking work for either of us to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't have the memory for that, so it ain't going to happen. Uh, James Ross, thank you for the Thanks super, for that super chat. chat. This club has been a journey, and while there are lows, there will be highs. We'll get to the end together, but it won't always be easy. Book Club is going to be the friends we made along the way. <laughs> Yeah. Literally.
1: It sure he says, you're in to your opinion. I think that the Aes Sedai being stupid is purposeful. Adherence to traditions they don't even get equals no growth.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for the super chat. Yeah, no, I, the Aes Sedai I don't think are, like, meant to look competent. But, like, God, it's like, okay, do something else already. It's
1: too long to spend with them if they're if that's the case, though. It is a lot. And the yeah. problem is that, like, the, is the women of the way... The, the 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 sea folk are the same. And the women of the kin are the same. Like, it's just... The, the, the wise woman, Aiel. I don't know where the fuck they've been. I haven't seen them in a while. But, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, can we skip the Egwene chapters? Is there anything in there you want to talk about? it's Egwene's great. The I said I suck.
0: Yeah. Eg-
1: as a fucking idiot.
0: Egwene is awesome. What Egwene is doing is very intelligent. I find it very funny that she's allowed to talk to Leanne no problems. I think it's because Why? they're hoping they're going to overhear something that's useful.
1: No, they're the. It's the open cells. It's 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 another tradition thing that doesn't make any tradition
0: sense. tradition thing. Yeah, you know she's there in comfort. She's a better bed than Egwene does. She's chilling. She's like teaching people like yeah. how to do better weaves. You know she's she's crushing it.
1: Um, I like that even uh, even Egwene is like you know what spankings don't really hurt that much anymore.
0: I know. She's like, I figured it out. Um, the the I think the most important thing in this chapter to talk about is mm-hmm. the the BnN stuff. You know, she sees BnN and is like, oh, you fucking betrayed us. And BnN is like, yeah, I was able to justify in my head that you weren't actually Ammerland anymore. like Because at first I was like, oh. Oh BNN yeah, the BnN
1: conversation is BNN important because it points out the like, three O's BNN... don't mean anything.
0: Well, yeah, I was like, BnN is Black Aja. But then it's like, oh, no, she just convinced herself that she was in the right, so she was fine. And it's like, oh, God, the three oaths, which yeah. is why, which is why yeah. I think it's important. And I wonder if the three oaths are going to make it to the end or if Egwene is going to see that and be like, wow, they're fucking inherent. Like, they're just flawed. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you, Dusty. We all appreciate you. Um...
1: <laughs> Slickcheck says, regarding I said I, did you really get a degree in musical theater and not be exposed to Fiddler? Slick Jack? I've done Fiddler. <laughs> multiple times i understand tradition i just think that like the point of fiddler on the roof is that in spite of tradition the people in that family all go their separate ways because they're individuals and they're intelligent human beings who have autonomy
0: my thing about my my thing (laughs) about tradition as a reader and coming from my like personal standpoint is it's not something i can fucking relate to in the slightest I have no traditions that mean more than, like, the health of the people around me. You know what I mean? I have, mm-hmm. my, I, I don't have traditions. They don't mean anything to me. The, the emotional well-being and physical well-being of the people in my life is what's most important. I, I don't care that, you know, s- s- someone has a tradition about doing something be- and it negatively affects people. I'm like, I don't, that doesn't make sense to me. Like, as a person who comes from no strong cultural traditions or familial traditions, like, reading about tradition is just always weird to me because I'm like, okay, but, like, why? Someone someone told you something that, therefore, must be the be-all and end-all, and... I'm an asshole. I was a little shit as a kid. When people told me something, I'd do the opposite. So tradition is always, like, a weird thing for me to, like, read about. Because I'm like, I cannot relate to it, unfortunately. <laughs> like
1: I can. I I mean, I grew up in, you know, I grew up around Christianity. And I, mm-hmm. you know, I dated a lot of Jewish girls when I was in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I lived with someone who kept kosher. So, like, I understand... I understand the pull of it.
2: Mm-hmm. I,
1: I I just wish that the traditions of the Aes Sedai had uh like because they're so politically motivated, I wish their political ideals were laid out, is all. Mm-hmm. I don't mind the tradition element
2: yeah. slowing
1: them down if their political like goals made sense.
0: Mm-hmm. But like well, we don't we don't really spend time on. I that, can't,
1: you know? I can't, I can't actively invest in any of them right now, and I'm struggling with that because we spend so much time talking about them. Yeah, And, yeah, they're just...
0: But the BNN stuff is interesting because BNN convinces herself one thing and Egwene acts in such a way that, like, BNN feels compelled. BNN is like, I made the wrong choice with Elaida here. I I fucked up. Egwene should be, like... Because BNN probably arrives in the tower and is like, this place is a mess. It is broken and Alayda is the worst. Like, she's like, I fucked up. And so having that, like, mistake and that flip uh, within the character is nice because not a lot of characters... Mm-hmm. change their minds about things, so it's good to see.
1: Kevin O. Uh, Stevenson, thank you for that super chat. Kevin. Hey, y'all should know by now that we Nargs are with you till the end. Uh, this is a rough section of the books even when reading, listening to the series on a yearly basis. <laughs> good for you. Yeah,
0: it's it's a dark world.
1: And uh, dark- Joy, thank you for that super chat. Traditions are the worst good reason to do anything.
0: Some I've, traditions are great. I, I, like,
1: I go to Star Wars Celebration every year. That's a good tradition.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the, it's it's tradi- trad- traditions that uh, infringe upon other people. That I just, I'm like, I don't understand.
1: I don't get it. <laughs> um, I, I will say, I, I really appreciated Egwene. Uh, mm-hmm. I said that she does great things, but I haven't said what they are. Egwene is great in this chapter for a number of reasons. One, she never concedes that she's in the Aes Sedai. Smart move.
0: Uh, I'm Merlin, yep.
1: Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. She never um, does anything when she's told. Uh, Unless she is okay with doing it, which I think is interesting.
0: Yeah, she's not overtly like she's not playing pranks and being like childish about it. She just won't do anything. No, she's behaving as do. Well, no,
1: and she says notice things. Yeah. Um, I I think that like the way that she uh, does not make friends with the novices is so smart, and I like the beat at the end where they put honey in her tea and give her a cushion, and she chooses not to use it. Like, there's so much in this chapter around Egwene that is uh, legitimately so good.
0: Yes, so good. I understand why y'all like Egwene now. I, I agree. The weird thing she did with Nanny was still fucking weird. But like this chapter, I was like, Egwene, let's fucking go. Yeah. Like she's like the only fucking competent person, and it's 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 awesome.
1: I would love, I would love mm-hmm. to see Egwene apologize to Nanny for that, and then I would be able to move on from it. <laughs> I,
0: w- I would love that too. I don't know if it's gonna happen. An apology but... in the wheel of time? <laughs> yeah. But it, it yeah, it was just it's it was such a cool chapter because because Egwene like, humiliation only works if the person being humiliated feels humiliated. You know what I mean? Yeah. And And that's that's kind of, like, what this whole section emphasizes, is that, like, Egwene's feelings are valid. And they're reflected. Remember that Aes Sedai who got demoted to accepted, right? Yeah. What's her face? It's like, well, the only reason that that actually happened is because she went, she went along with it. She accepted it. The, the Aja's yeah. would would have, like, still kept her in there as an Aja, but she took her stuff and moved to the acceptance quarters. Yep. So the only reason it worked is because she let it. And Egwene is like, ah, yes, not going to do that.
1: Yeah. I, I really I, I really appreciated all of the Egwene stuff in the chapter. I think she's smart, and mm-hmm. I think that she is using her cunning in a way that is very clear and motivated, and it, it's really good when it's about that. Yeah. And then when it's about the spankings... Sylviana is not good at her job. And it's unfortunate. (laughs) It's unfortunate that Egwene doesn't have, like, a worthy antagonist to make it feel like this is cascading towards a conclusion to be excited about. It just feels inevitable that Egwene wins because, yeah, the other side is, they're <laughs> that White Tower
0: is a mess. Like,
1: they're just morons.
0: And everyone hates Elaida. Like, literally, like, Elaida's gonna get brought down and the p- people underneath of her are gonna fucking celebrate.
1: Also, like, Alviarin wants to help her escape. Um, And, yeah. yeah because
0: Alviarin is a fucking dark friend.
1: Yeah, but don't the dark friends want
0: they Egwene wa-
1: in the tower?
0: Yeah, I'm sure that... I'm sure Alviarin would absolutely love to capture Egwene and hand her over to the fucking Forsaken.
1: The Forsaken have Egwene right now.
0: Well, they don't have her.
1: Yeah, they do. The Black Tower runs the White Tower now.
0: No, not the Black Tower. You mean the Black Aja.
1: Sorry, the Black Aja run the White Tower right now with their, like, cells, right? And so I'm confused as to why... It feels like Alviarin is acting not in the interest of the Black Aja right now because she... I feel like the Black Aja have lost Alviarin because she is so pissed off at how everything played out. She's and this touched is by counter... the Dark One.
0: She's, she's fucking losing her shit.
1: I just don't know why the Dark One would want Elgwain to escape. Granted, I don't know why the Dark One wants anything, so it's not worth having at this conversation. The, the the What the plan is for the Black Aja, like, the only time it's ever made sense is when Leandrin took the girls to the Sanchen. Mm-hmm. Since then, I've never really understood why anything's happening with the Dark One.
0: I think Egwene's death would definitely make things a lot more chaotic, right? Because then the little tower outside would have to fight over who's the new Emerlin and that's not going to go well. And it's just going to splinter everybody even further. Yeah. Um... Mike, thank you for the super chat.
1: Uh, we are all behind you, nerdy. Your views are valid. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, I took the Egwene chapter as payoff for all the chapters of Aiel training she had in the ways. I agree with yes. that, and like that's the side of it that's so good, right? The wise woman coming clutch. I'm not like, I'm, I, I, guys. I do not blow smoke up this series' ass. When I say <laughs> it's really good, it's really good yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah. Obviously, always my opinion. I'm not saying what you should like, but the the Egwene stuff in this chapter is. Some of my favorite stuff in this whole book so far. I think it is I fantastic. I
0: uh, agree. It's just
1: a long chapter with a lot of other stuff in it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Then we get a moment of uh, the keeper with Alaida, which mm-hmm. is weird. Uh, this is such a like random thing, but it feels like this part of the book should be part of the last chapter because then this chapter just switches to another POV. But mm-hmm. I just I thought that it was a little bit. Strange. I agree
1: with that. And then the Matt Tuon POV. It cuts to it again in the next chapter.
0: Yeah, this chapter was just a couple of different POVs. So. It could have
1: just been multiple chapters. I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree. It, it, it was, was strange.
0: It was a little bit They odd. don't
1: feel thematically related, so I don't know why they're in the same chapter.
0: Yeah, but anyways, Elaida is the fucking worst, and Tarna is like actually like doing her best. She's like, yeah. well, I, I cannot bring up anything... Because Aleda would just get her fucking back up and literally refuses to talk about
1: it. Because she's and like,
0: I'm the Amberlin Sheet. And that Aleda
1: is becoming like full on umbrage. Like post this publicly that people are going to be punished. Yeah. And it just reminded me of the like wall of like decrees from Harry Potter.
0: Right. Yeah. But yeah. So she knows that Midani is a spy. But Madani also knows that Aleda knows that she is a spy. So this is a weird fucking convoluted circle. And Aleda's like, she wouldn't be with me if she knew that I knew that she was a spy. And I was like...
1: But because she's spying on me, maybe we'll start sleeping together again?
0: I know. I was like, what?
1: Aleda's like, I'm going to punish her by having her eat my pussy. Uh, yes, yeah. There are two ways to punish someone in the White Tower. You spank them or they laugh at you with their tongue. <laughs> it is the two it is the two I said I punishments. Apparently. Spanking or cunnilingus. Yeah. But no but in guys, between. but guys, we shouldn't add anything sexual to these books because no. they are PG. These
0: books very pure, very lovely. Um pristine and Jesus. unsoiled.
1: Um <laughs> Aleda asks about the Seals on the Dark Ones prison, which feels good because uh, no one's brought them up in forever and we don't know where they are.
0: Yeah, hopefully those are When was are the okay. last
1: time Ran checked in on those?
0: I don't know, actually. I'm not sure. Where though. are they? Several books. We're hoping that they're still intact. But, like, you could, I don't know, flick them and they would break, so. I, yeah, I
1: wish the storytelling around those had been very different from the beginning because they've always just been kind of arbitrary.
0: Yeah, they're, I don't know what they're. What they're... Sometimes
1: they just break on their own. So like I, I don't know I, I I wish the I wish the seals on the dark one I don't know they're 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 the weirdest MacGuffin mm-hmm. in this series in that they've just kind of like been around and sometimes they break and yeah I'm sure that I'm sure that like last three become very important again at the end mm-hmm. but in right now Aleda brought them up and I was like oh yeah I, f- I forgot about those. <laughs> I think they're important.
0: Yeah, they're probably important. They
1: sound important. They
0: sound, they sound important. But, uh, yeah, basically this section is to be like, oh, yeah, things with Egwene are going well. I'm sure she's going to break at some point. And lady's like, good, good. I was like, okay. Well, uh, that, that ain't going to happen. But uh, Tarna is too much of a fucking scaredy cat to say anything.
1: Yeah. So we cut over to Matt. Uh, Matt is heading uh, with Tuan and the gang. They've left Val and Luca. Uh, and they uh, managed to convince Val and Luca to give them pack horses. Oh, sorry. For the fire- yep.
0: One more thing. Egwene still doesn't know that Rand was kidnapped. and I have She forgo- learns in that chapter. But she, she was like, wait, kidnapped? No, that can't. Well, that's I mean, yeah, but
1: by the end of the chapter, she knows about it.
0: Oh, she, yeah. I just, I didn't realize that up until this point, she had no idea what happened to Rand. And I was like, I hope that, I, I, I hope that that means something. You know, I hope Egwene is like, "Hey, look, I heard what happened to you, and like, I'm sorry about it."
1: Nope, that's not what's going to happen. Uh, Egwene is going to be can, terrible to Rand.
0: I can dream about it, okay?
1: Egwene, here's my here's my concern. Here's what I'm worried about with the Egwene storyline. Uh-huh. Is that Egwene is going to hear about the Asha'man plan and be like, "No." Uh, a, the Aes should be in control, Randall Thor, because I'm the Emerlin seat now. And that rather than be like, hey, Rand, you and I know each other from youth, we should work together. Mm-hmm. That they are going to pull a like, Egwene tries to domineer over him because she's the Emerlin seat.
0: I, yeah, I hope, because I hope they work together.
1: Even in that chapter, the, the, the only things I don't like about Egwene in that whole chapter mm-hmm. are when she's like, oh, Aes Sedai, like, is her feeling that the Aes Sedai are right? Even though she has been shown so many examples that the Aes Sedai are idiots. Like, she is literally in the White Tower experiencing the Aes Sedai's incapability of, like, functioning. Yeah. But she holds to the fact that Aes Sedai righteousness is the correct horse. And I don't see a world where this version of Egwene wants to... Even be Maybe this equals changes with Rand. That.
0: Maybe this changes that.
1: I fucking hope so, but I, I, I'm, I'm putting it down now that Egwene and Rand are almost gonna be antagonists at some point soon. Uh,
0: I hope not. Um. And that
1: Rand is gonna be like, we just need to like fucking do this, and she's gonna be like, no, the I said I know what to do, and he's gonna be like. Girl, you have been sieging the White Tower for the last five books while I have been fucking doing everything else. I have killed Forsaken. I have fought Forsaken. I have done every other fucking thing while you walked across Mirindi. Uh-huh. I am I hope your feet are okay. I hope you had a good walk. I know your ass hurts. I'm sorry about that, but you need to come on to team. We're fighting Tarmin Gaiden now. Yeah, 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 I don't care about the Aes Sedai. I'm
0: really hoping for that, yeah.
1: I, I hope for it, but I don't think that's going to happen. I, I feel like Egwene is already starting to be like... I'm the greatest uh, Armalyn seat ever and I'm going to tell the Dragon Reborn what to do and I just it, I, I was like I'm nervous know. I'm nervous about it.
0: I I think that she that seeing that Eleda tried that and, and Egwene thinking that's, like, not the way to go about it. I, I, I'm I hopeful that she will make different decisions. I think.
1: hope you're right. But, I like, I am, like, desperate mm. for you to be right.
0: Yeah. You yeah, have yeah. no
1: idea how much I want you to be right. Mm-hmm. I just, based on how the books have gone so far. Hold to it. Don't have a lot of faith I'm in that.
0: I'm gonna hold to it. Uh, I thank you for the super chat.
1: Yeah. I <laughs> uh, still haven't totally caught up, but I had to say that you're not alone. In your opinions, journey and the show is still fun for me. And what I look forward to most week to week. Thank you. Thank you. That I'm excited for the show to come back. I think season two of The Wheel of Time is going to be good for me.
0: I'm excited to watch season one again.
1: Yeah. But honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I'll, I'm excited to watch it and talk about it with you guys because I know I'm going to have a completely different perspective on it. And I'm very, very excited.
1: I'm frustrated that Rand and Egwene don't just go talk in Teleranriad and plan together. Like they are the two most powerful people in this world right Rand now. Rand doesn't
0: use Teleranriad because he's too scared. Yes, he does. No, he shields his dreams.
1: You, But you can shield your dreams and use Telerand and Riyadh. Rand has spied on Egwene in Teleran Riyadh before. We've seen him do it.
0: Yeah, I guess.
1: Like, we, we know that Rand can go there. I just wish that him and, uh, like, Egwene would just... I just wish him and Egwene would just go to fucking, like, the two rivers in Teleran Riyadh and sit at the fucking Beltine Field once a week... And just be like, "Hey, we're fighting the devil together. You control the White Tower. I control five countries. Let's let's just have a chat and plan this out."
0: They probably should talk. Yeah. Oh my
1: god, it would be it would be so it would be so lovely. It
0: would be the problem is like Egwene can't be like, "Hey Rand, we should talk because Rand shields his dreams." It has to be Rand that uh, that does it. I think. That's fine. That's fine. So we'll see. <sighs> um. But yeah, we get Matt. Matt's army is back. Matt. <laughs> Matt's got the band back together.
1: Um. Uh, um. uh yeah uh betheman is being spanked uh because there's always someone there's always a woman being spanked don't worry this yep. POV has one too but we're gonna move past it uh and uh almost gets bitten by a snake and matt oh, is yeah. like don't kill the snake because reasons yes and, and, and tuan, tuan is, is like, oh like wow oh my that's, God, so, that's hot. so hot i'm
0: so wet <laughs>
1: he didn't kill the snake kiss me matt and matt's like what okay and she's like, like no kiss me like you fucking yeah, mean he, it he, she,
0: he, she's like kiss me He's like that. And she's like, wow, am I your sister or something?
1: And then he's like, no, <laughs> and she's like, oh my god. She's
0: like, oh wow. kisses are
1: amazing. And I was like, I fucking hate these two so much.
0: Yeah. I
1: hate yeah. two on.
0: But she's also like, oh, you have a fever, you're sick. I was like, well, maybe he just really liked the kiss, but I'm glad that you can tell.
1: Yeah. Uh, so
0: uh, no, it's definitely a fever. Um, Tom Maine's rides up. Yeah.
1: Gilmer, thank you for joining the Nargs. Characters talking to this uh, each other in this series? No. Never. Uh, Tom Maine's is here now. Never. So <laughs> if you were wondering um, where the band of the Red Hand is, they are here. They're here. In the woods in Sanchen territory mm-hmm. where it totally makes sense for them to just appear.
0: I I, I don't know. He, he kind of explains it. Rand is like, wait, why the fuck are you here? And he explains it. Matt. Or, sorry, Matt is like, why are you
1: here? Yeah, what's his explanation? You're the one who's saying he <laughs> explains it, so please, please, explain to me. Uh, show, give me the explanation for why Talmanes, why, why Vaynen, while checking a robe known only to thieves and murderers, ran into taumains a nobleman who is leading a, a bunch of men from the other side of the continent.
0: Taviran. <laughs> they were working with what's his face they made a bunch of money yep. and they went to go see matt
1: yep <laughs> yep they uh yeah. they rode through the pass that only the people who knew it was there uh the the, the the one that takes years to to find a way through they rode through that because magic they only um, yeah
0: there's only one pass which sucks um
1: yeah it's it's fine it's to it's to it is like the it, this is one of the most convenient to virin moments where you're like
0: I mean, sure yeah eh,
1: they I, they found their way through the past that even vein is like if you don't know the exact route you will get lost in there forever
0: that 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 was fucked up i was like oh my god well i guess we're fucked but no tavirin i
1: wouldn't have minded it so much if it wasn't Vainin being like it is impossible to find your way through those mountains if you don't know the exact path it'll take okay. me at least a year to find a new one but tamaine's is like I, I don't know we just kind of did it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay
0: um, sure. But uh, yeah, I love that Matt's like, "Oh no, I don't have enough money to pay these people." And is like, "Yeah, don't worry about that. We got it."
1: Yeah, we're we're also rich now. We're also
0: rich. The uh, coffers are good for like we a all, year.
1: We also have new crossbow loaders. Like Tomaine's. Yes. But, uh, you know what? I wouldn't mind if Tomaine had showed up. If it wasn't like Tomaine showed up and also had s- solutions to all of his problems. <laughs>
0: This crossbow mechanism, look at this that we've We can come fire
1: up with. seven crossbow bolts a minute now. Like it, it it's
0: literally Tabirin. It. Like it is literally that. Like I,
1: I him showing up is one thing. Mm-hmm. Him showing up with the solution to all of the possible problems mm-hmm. just is, is where it goes too far for me in terms of convenience. I
0: thought it was funny. It's oh
1: it's funny. It's it, but like
0: uh yeah.
1: But now okay, now they have crazy crossbows.
0: Crazy fucking crossbows that Tuan is like, I have to get my hands on one of those immediately.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, also uh, the
0: maps. I need to burn that. But uh, crossbows as well.
1: Yeah. So I just, I yeah, it's it, it's fine. It, it is convenient. And it, it allows us to finally get out of this fucking plot line. So yeah. I'm fine with it. Right? Yeah, like, I don't know. Honestly, this is fun. I will take the deus ex machina to get out of the fucking plot line. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because
1: this potline sucks.
0: It's not like these crossbow bolts come from nowhere, right? It is a little bit, like, crazy that they just happen to run into the one dude who, who has them. But, you know, he's inventing things because Rand is setting up universities. Like, that's really cool.
1: Yeah, know? no, no, I agree.
0: But that's also Tavirin, because Rand is Tavirin. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why the fuck don't I get to be surprise rich? Right? Yeah. Right? That would be
1: nice. God, I feel like we should have, and rather than following Perrin and Matt, we should have just followed Talmates. It sounds like he was actually doing, a, the, the this, and this is part of the problem with this series, right? Uh-huh. Some of these chapters, the POV chapters, are so fucking boring, and then a character rides in and is like, we just worked with a king to overthrow this entire country through um, meticulous conceit. We uh, invented new crossbow technology, uh, and we became rich. And I'm like, why the fuck are we with Elaine talking about fucking weevils when we could been with Talmains and the band of the Red Hand fighting a secret fake war all across Altara. That sounds so fucking cool. But instead, we're over here with Perrin being like, "I don't know. I I guess I'm gonna tie another strip in this leather cord because I don't have anything to do today."
0: Okay, they have plans. At least they they're uh, working towards no, no, they something do. now. They,
1: all, they they yes, after three books, they are. Uh-huh. But Talmains was out doing some really cool shit that I would love to have been with. That's that sounds fun. Like, there is fun shit going on in this world. We're just not with them. We're with fucking Perrin and his sad boy watching of the fucking Shido. Perrin's and, like, Tom Maines is out here having a goddamn plot. We're with <laughs> yeah. Matt. Literally, we're with Matt riding with the circus so that we can watch him and the slave girl, the the, the slaver, b- fall in love inexplicably for the worst fucking reasons ever. And Tom Mains is off being a goddamn hero fair, on a fucking mission.
0: He wasn't, he, he just, like, his army stood there intimidating for the King Roadrunner or whatever. They didn't actually, like, do anything. <laughs> they were just there to be scary. Uh, Dusty, farewell. Dusty, thank you for being here. We'll catch you later. We'll see you later. Um, yeah, he, I don't know if it was really that interesting. He just happened to run into the, all the things that Matt needs for this moment because it's Matt's superpower.
1: I just half expect someone to ride up to Matt and be like, we found this box in the ground and it has laser guns. <laughs> Like at this point, why not?
0: I bet you Matt is gonna be the one is gonna be the person who finds the flying thing that the helmet. The goes showing. With. The showing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be Matt. Yeah. Matt is gonna find a showing, a hundred percent. Yeah. Like they all the forsaken are looking for these caches of uh, terangrials and shit. Matt. Matt just needs to be going around like a fucking metal detector at this point. Like,
1: I also love that not only has Maines found all of this stuff, Maines has increased the size of the army by, like, fivefold. <laughs> like, Matt now has access. Uh, uh, Maines rides up and is mm-hmm. like, Hey, dude, I have better weapons. I have more money. And I also have 25,000 men ready to follow you. You ready to go back to being relevant to these books again? And I'm like, thank God. And you know what? I'll take it. Let's do it. It is deus ex Machine as fuck. And I will mm-hmm. take it because thank God we're going to get away from Tuan. Hopefully. I hope so. Probably. Uh,
0: not. I hope so. Anyways.
1: <laughs> I also, uh, Tuan is like, wait, wait, are you actually like good at things? Yeah. yeah. Like,
0: oh, you're not just an idiot. That's yeah. cool. I guess.
1: Chapter 26. If the world is if the world were fog.
0: Tavernex Machina, yeah.
1: Tavernex yeah, yeah. Machina, yes. Uh huh. It's
0: um,
1: fun. Yeah, but... honestly, super into Talmates. He's a great character. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just wish we spent more time with him. Mm. Uh, Tuan and Seleucia, uh are kind of have their own hand talk. Um, yes,
2: yes. Th- this is a
1: world where there are more sign language languages than there are actual languages.
0: No, there's not two. No. Because you've got the ancient tongue or whatever the fuck it's called, and you've got English, I guess, mm-hmm. and then you have maiden hand talk and the royal one. Okay. So I guess it's two. There so are I as guess. many.
1: There are as many sign languages as there are languages.
0: Yeah. 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 I, I, I,
1: yeah. I shouldn't say it. Actual language is dismissive. Sign language is an actual language. I, that I don't want. I don't want to pretend that there's like two verbal I don't want to be dismissive of sign language. It is an incredible thing. And like
0: yeah. there's bu- the same amount of physical languages as there are verbal languages.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's just interesting that like yeah.
0: Well, and two that we know about, honestly, like the way that Tuan talks about it, there might be like a bunch in the Sanchen.
1: No, but don't I, no, but the IEL don't the don't the stone dogs have their own like there's maiden hand talk, but then don't the men don't the like different steps of the have their own hand talk?
0: Do they? I don't... I think so. I don't remember.
1: It just goes back to that conversation where I was like, oh yeah, how does language work in this world? Because it doesn't... It The, the language do, like doesn't really seem to make sense to me. Mm. The fact that there is an old tongue that's like a thousand years old, but the Sanjin left when they had the old tongue, and then the Sanjin came back and speak the same language.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like... The fact that two continents developed the same language from the Old Tongue is very odd. Yeah. You're, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, like, that's yeah, a very yeah. weird thing about this world that I can't wrap my head around. Yeah. Um, We hang out with Tuan. Um, Matt is a fucking bamf. Matt comes up with all these great plans in front of her. Matt does all of these really cool things. Um,
0: and Tuan still insists on calling him Toy. Well,
1: yeah. But also, like, Tuan is like, oh, shit. Like, I was here because the prophecy said I had to be, which means that she has heard a prophecy... That we haven't heard. Yes, yes. And I would like to know what that prophecy is. We know
0: that Sheena has prophecies. We're just not privy to exactly what they are. Yeah.
1: Um, But the, the... This whole chapter is so hard to read. Because on the one hand, watching Tuan acknowledge the great things about Matt is nice.
0: Yes, yes.
1: And on the other hand... Tuan is fucking terrible, and I don't like that this series feels like it is actually heading to them being together. Yeah, and that that is what they both want now. Like we we have split into this weird place of like on like all of the like oh Tuan being interested in Matt's accomplishments. If it was another character, would feel great. Yeah, but because it's Tuan, it's gross.
0: Mm-hmm. I yeah I, I, know, I hate her. Yeah. Like every time she thinks about him as toy in her head, I'm like you are a fucking asshole. And I you know, I I uh, I just I don't know if that's ever going to change for me. Um unless, you know, she actually becomes a half decent human at some point in the series, which she might. The prophecy of the nine moons and all of that them being together might be what actually changes Sanchan culture and Sanart like like I-, I am hopeful that Tuan realizes the wrongs, maybe. Uh, like, even Matt referring to, t- or sorry, no, Parent. Perrin. Perrin later on is like, none of us here are property. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's, like, such a foreign thing for the Chen. And um, I just.
1: Thank God for Parent.
0: Thank God. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, thank you for the super chat. Hand talk has come between all I yield. The main's expanded it. So they have the fan language. That's fair, and the hand signals the Sancho Nobles use. That is totally fair. Christian yeah. sure,
1: Rapper says that's the point. You aren't supposed to like her, but but our main character is falling in love with her. Like if it, we're yeah. here's the problem. If you're gonna have a main character like Matt who's supposed to be likable, I want to be able to relate to his position in the books, and his position right now is falling for a character who I'm like, why? Like even in this chapter, <laughs> um. Someone who is it that talks to uh Tuan and is like, Yeah, he doesn't like nobles,
0: <laughs> um, yeah, the boys, her. yeah. And yeah. I'm like, the,
1: the books know why they shouldn't like Tuan, she's fucking terrible. And
0: yeah, yeah, like, like, literally, like, Matt has no reason to like her except that she's prophesied there, to be his wife.
1: <laughs> there isn't anything about his character that should be into her,
0: mm-hmm.
1: in fact, he should be antagonistic to her, and the books are just skimming over that. Mm-hmm to allow this character whose only interest is slavery to be relevant to our main character. It's, it's, it's weird. Yeah. And
2: yeah.
1: like, I don't, I like, I've seen some stuff online this week because I was like looking around online at like stuff about Wheel of Time. And um, there are people who are like, oh my God, Matt and Tuan are so cute together. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Her, her idea like, of maybe- a fun afternoon is... Perpetuating slavery, and maybe by
0: the end of the series, that won't be the case. Like maybe there is like a shift in the character now, but like at this point in it, I'm like, God, I I hate this person so much.
1: Well, and people people are like, well, no, she was just raised in a culture that has slavery, but that's not that's not who she is. It's she's not like it's that it's a her culture.
0: Like, favorite thing.
1: It's that that is her like idea of a fun Sunday.
0: Yeah, 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 right.
1: It's not like she's like, oh, I love baseball, and like, yes, there's slavery where I come from. But, like, that's just a necessary part of life. If, she, if that was her point of view, it would be different, right? Because you'd be having a conversation about, like, oh, like, she's from a culture where slavery happens and so it's normalized for her mm-hmm. is very different than Matt going, hey, what, what do you like to do? Like, what do you, what do you enjoy? And her, her response is, oh, I like to put collars on women and parade them around my garden in the nude um uh, I,
0: non-consensually. I like to. If it was consensual.
1: I like to have naked slaves feed me grapes uh in my chaise lounge, and I'm like, it's not that she's like a member of the Sanction. It is that she is like, oh no, that that part of I my culture. It, it brings me joy. Favorite thing. Yeah. I I I love it. Yeah. If, if all I could do for the rest of my life is break slaves, that's what I do. That's literally what her point of view is, and so yeah. she's the. She's there's no and there's, there's not nothing even, redeemable in that.
0: It's not Here's the thing, it's not even like her favorite thing is like hanging out with the domain because she gets to use the one power and feel that addiction to it. Her mm-hmm. favorite thing is training them. Yeah, yeah. Like training them and like breaking them. It's 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 a very specific thing that's really fucked up. No. Like I get it. You're like, "Oh, I like hanging out with my domain and uh, channeling with them." No, no, no. No, no. Her favorite thing is to fucking make sure that they're miserable and that they obey her no matter what.
1: Uh, Hussain says, I sometimes wonder how nerdy yeah. read A Song of Ice and Fire. None of this is in A Song of Ice and Fire.
0: Yeah, no, that yeah.
1: A Song of Ice and Fire, if you want actual political intrigue in fantasy, go read that. Like, George R. R. Martin writes, like, George R. R. Martin actually writes character point of view into their political dialogue. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've, I don't know if you've seen Game of Thrones or if you've read A Song of Ice and Fire, but one of the main plots is that Khaleesi undoes slavery because it's a bad slaves. thing.
2: Yes. And
1: look, it's very white slavery. I'll agree with that. Like, it's not perfect, but it's a pretty important narrative that the yeah. character takes her army to Slaver's Bay and frees the slaves. Yeah. She doesn't go marry a slaver and go, you know what? Like, it's so hot that you love slavery. I think I'm not going to try and stop you from being a slaver. I'm, I'm going to get on board. Like, it's so different.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I Yeah. It, it's very clearly like bad in this, and Tuan just loves it. and She I,
1: loves it so much.
0: I, I, yeah, anyways, I hate Tuan, but uh, moving on. Uh, <laughs>
1: she just, it's it, she just, she adores it. But but Matt is great, and, and so it's tough, right? Matt is awesome. Much like the Egwene chapter, mm-hmm. where Egwene is awesome, but like the other side of it is weird because the Aes Sedai just are so incompetent. Mm-hmm. We kind of get a similar thing here where Matt is so awesome in this chapter. Matt is
0: fantastic, and he's so rad. And oh, yeah. she, and
1: she and it's ruined by like this character. Mm-hmm. Tuan is just it's the in terrible. it's it's terrible. Yeah. It's it's fucking awful to have to read, and I'm so tired of her. Yeah. And the fact that much like Cat Swain, she's so one note, like she doesn't have she doesn't have much else going on. She doesn't seem to care about the Sanchen all that much. She's not like Well oh. no, that's
0: not true. She's like, I have to steal the crossbow bolts and I have to burn the map to make sure that we can conquer you know like that's yeah sure yeah this is also the only thing she's not like really
1: overly sad that they murder thousands of sachim in these chapters though it's no, she doesn't she have she
0: doesn't give a shit she
1: doesn't have like an and she doesn't have any emotional response to 2000 Sancha being wiped out before her eyes there's there's no she's like all right well that was a thing that happened i'm going to keep moving on like i would have liked it more if she had gone to Matt and been like, try and go around. Please don't kill my people. Or mm-hmm. any just to have any sort of like emotional relation to the scene that's happening around her. Yeah. But she just watches it completely disaffected. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay. I, she If she doesn't care, I don't care. Yeah. Why should I?
0: Yeah. But then we get some Perrin, uh, which is nice. Uh, Perrin's like, hey, wolves, snowy dawn, you, uh, you ready for takeoff? And they're like, two days. Mm-hmm. Let us fucking sleep. Jesus Christ. Leave us alone. Like, stop being so impatient. And he's like, okay, fine. No, you're right, you're right. Um, and in this section, they go and they um taint the water. They go make some fork root tea.
1: And then they go in it. I was very confused. I am not about
0: really sure why. The
1: geography of what's going on. Maybe someone in check can help.
0: Yeah, Is I'm a little confused at this point. Aqueduct?
1: Uh like a sewer system.
0: Uh I don't Because it
1: sounds like they fit a few. A dozen people inside of the aqueduct. Yeah. With the water. So the water would be dirty. I'm just like that. I, I really enjoyed this scene. I thought it was really good.
0: I just had a really hard time visualizing what was actually happening. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: And so while they were climbing into the aqueduct, I didn't understand what was happening. Because clearly the plan is that they're going to bust through the aqueduct gaul and like that team is going to bust through the aqueduct into the city during the attack it's a and large they're going to get to fiel first
0: okay yeah there's a large pipe that is bringing the water from the lake to the town
1: yes and so Perrin yes. is hyper parent is being hyper aware of not tipping off that this is happening uh-huh but like how big is this pipe that there's like 40 people inside of it right now chilling for two days
0: yeah yeah, yeah. I'm not going to lie. It is one of those things where I'm like, I'm not, I, it's it's not something that I can visualize because it's like very like foreign to me. Like I'm like, I don't know what this looks like.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But
0: yeah, they send the broker tea and some people to go, Uh, to, to go.
1: I did, I did love out. that even Perrin is like, I hope, I hope this steeps in time.
0: Yeah. Like, he's fact,
1: like, I don't know if this is going to work at all.
0: Well, no, no, no. And he, like, tested it to make sure it didn't float all the way, that it sinks at some point.
1: Yeah, so that it doesn't, like, come out... So that the actual, like, tea doesn't come out the pipe.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, like, yeah. stays in the bottom. That was very funny. I was like, okay, big brain. Big brain stuff.
1: I also... I, I Yeah, I'm like, are so are they sleeping in the pipe? Because mm-hmm. the, the, the plan is to take place in two days after the tea has had enough time to steep.
0: Yes. So, yes, there's...
1: So, s- Gaul and them are going to be standing in a pipe... For days
0: just two like
1: that's a long time think, to be inside of a pipe i
0: think they're gonna sneak into the the town that's there right because the the pipe goes into the abandoned town where the shido come in like get the water from so i guess they don't have to actually like stay in the actual pipe they're
1: How just gonna though? have to be
0: very careful
1: oh so so nobody's watching the exit of the pipe
0: not unless they're like getting water from there i guess
1: Okay. I, okay. Yeah. Sure. Sure. I don't know. The, 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 I really liked this scene a lot. I thought all the character interactions were fantastic. Uh-huh. Perrin's plot, despite being terrible for a long time, is actually the one in this book that feels like it is moving at like a well-structured pace through this book. Through this book, I yeah, feel like yeah, the yeah. parent stuff has actually been great. I thought these scenes were great. I just... The, yeah, the, 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 weird, like this, the, the, once they got to them climbing the pipe, I got a little confused by it.
0: Yeah. um Just yeah. honestly,
1: it, that doesn't make it bad. I just, I was very like, wait, what, but won't they be seen coming out of the pipe? But maybe not. um
0: Yeah, I, I don't, it doesn't seem like there's guards. It just seems like Gaishan go and grab water fairly often.
1: Okay. So. Sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, Perrin has some really great conversations with people, and mm-hmm. I- including like a, an interesting conversation with Berlaine, uh, talking about how their relationship has changed. Um, and I'm I'm hoping we get a, some POV from her about why that happened. Yeah. Like, she has done a complete 180, and I don't know why. I also don't know why they haven't told anyone that they didn't have sex.
0: Well, Berlaine probably wants people to think that, but yeah, I don't know why Perrin is... I, he thinks that he's like above it. So, because he hasn't said anything against it, people think that he fucked Berlane. And I think that's strange.
1: Yeah. So, um, I'm, 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 I'm I, I understand why that hasn't been revealed yet. Mm-hmm. I just hope that when it is revealed, I understand why they allowed this rumor to persist for so long. Cause it seems like it would harm Berlane's reputation too. Like, it's not just his reputation that gets I hurt. I think,
0: I think Berlane's people like her. And
1: well, no, people look at her like she's a hussy. Like, like there, there are people in their camp who are like, Giving that energy to her,
0: yeah, but not her people. But I,
1: I just don't see what the benefit is in this for any. I just don't see why anyone wins in this situation. I
0: don't know. It, is it doesn't strange. seem like
1: it helps anyone. Yeah. It just hurts Perrin, and he's in charge. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm curious. Darren yeah. Mook, thank you for that super chat. Thank you
0: for the super chat. I thought
1: the Perrin stuff was great. Is not something I expected to hear at this point in the series. I, he's the only character it's in moving. this book
0: it's moving who and it's good. has an
1: end goal and every chapter with him is yeah. at least headed towards it, right? Yeah. Like, they set up the idea of the fork root tea. I think it's silly. Like, I think the amount of tea you would need, like, all that. I think it's a little bit silly. But every single time we're with Perrin, at least we're, we are headed towards that goal. It His is the only plot in this book that isn't kind of either bouncing around randomly like Ran's or just kind of like meandering through like everything else. Like yeah. everything else is just kind of like directionless. Egwene is hoping that her plan works, but she doesn't have like an end goal for it. Egwene being sneaky in the tower could go on for another three books. Mm-hmm. Whereas like Perrin's is like has an end goal. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm excited because I'm like, oh, there's an there is actually like a point where this ends in two days. Like yeah. You know, and uh, uh, I'm assuming that two days is going to be the same as the one week and Elaine's, uh, in the end of this book, Elaine's city is going to be attacked at the same time that Perrin attacks the Shido.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. That makes sense.
1: Like that one week is going to happen at the same. And so, but this is the, Perrin is the only, is the only major plotline in this book that has, like, Direction.
0: Yeah, yeah. It feels like it's actually moving towards a thing that I can understand, so. And a
1: little bit, Matt, this week, I feel like Matt kind of has a direction, but his is just to get out of a plot line. Yeah. Like, it's not even to end that plot line. Yeah. It's just to get out of a plot line. hmm Matt's end goal right now is just to not be doing this anymore. Yes. And so, and Elaine's is waiting for something to happen, and Rand, Rand is about to go fight the Forsaken again, um, kind of, but Perrin, Perrin has had a setup has had a beginning, middle, and end in this book. And I I actually, yeah, I do like it. I I don't like the plotline overall. I think the Shido have Mm -hmm. been this, like, march into misery for my brain that has been driving me up a fucking wall. But in Knife of Dreams, it is the most consistently pointed plotline of all of them.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's fair. We also find out that uh, um, that Galad and his 7,000 white cloaks are... uh... Oh, yeah. Marching around. They're just doing shit. And, They're uh, chilling. And B- Balwer's like, uh, yeah, no, I, I think I I think I owe this Galad my life. And Perrin is like, oh, interesting. I thought he hated the White Cloak, so I guess he just hated Valda. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, yeah, no, no, Valda is uh, the worst.
1: <laughs> I, I think that Balwer might be the one to negotiate the, the treaty between um, Rand and Galad. I'm getting yeah. the vibe that Balwer is going to be a linchpin between the White Cloaks and the Aes Sedai working together in the future. Yeah. Because he seems to be a middle ground between those positions. Balwer, yeah. great character. Like, consistently throughout the whole thing. Balwer Fantastic. has... but There is not a bad moment for Balwer in this whole series.
0: hmm mm-hmm.
1: Like, really. He's fu- he's fucking awesome. I, I wish we had more of him, honestly, because he's he's great. Yep. Yeah.
0: Um, And then we get the weird Ripley thing.
1: Um, Sing says, glad it's heading to an end, but his gold is short-sighted and gross. Give Sanchin 400 magic slaves to save wife. Yes. No, agree with that. I don't think that's going to happen. Or at least I, ho- I hope that doesn't happen. I hope he's lying to the Sanchin about it.
0: Well, I, I don't know if he's lying. If he's I...
1: not, and he gives 400 domain to the Sanchin, Perrin has fucked up royally, and that will be a very sad ending to this. I'm kind of hoping that he's going to turn on the Sanchin at some point in this, but...
0: I don't know about, like, turning on the Sanchin... It's weird, right? Because on one hand, the Shido are the fucking worst.
1: But on the other hand, the Sanchen are the fucking worst.
0: Yeah. So it's just... Yeah. Like, I'm like... I'm like... For for the Shido, Mm -hmm. like, going around and killing and, like, raiding and all that stuff, is it worth being, like, enslaved? Like, is the punishment... Is, is the punishment too far that they get enslaved by the Sonshin? And I, I don't... I, I think that's kind of how Perrin views it. Is he's like, well, the Shido did bad things so they can be collared up.
1: Don't like that.
0: I don't love it either. But that's what I mean. I, I think that this whole concept... I think there's a reason that it's so prevalent in all of our character storylines. I think it's going to come to a head and I think that there will be... I think that there will be a commentary on
1: it. Yasmin says he rationalized it as tomorrow's problem as per his conversation with Grady. I think that rationalization, though, was that it is something he is going to deal with, not something that he's just going to not deal with. I'm hoping. If it is, if he is just going to let them be enslaved again, fight... (laughs) Because then it makes his conversation of, like, we're not slaves here with the Sanchen feel very hollow. And I actually like that moment a lot. I like him standing up to the Sanchen, even in working with them and being like, our people are free. And so if his... I I when I'm, I, when he says tomorrow's problem, I mean literally tomorrow's problem, if he yeah, I don't yeah. know. I'm I'm I if if this ends with Perrin letting like if it ends with a conversation where he's like, "Oh yeah, no, take them into slavery, that's fine." I will next week will be a very interesting conversation. Yep. Fuck. No, I uh... that wasn't even in my head, but now I'm so worried. You guys are fucking guys, this <laughs> series is fucking ruining my brain. Like this series is breaking me. I can't.
0: I think it I comes can't. together. It comes to, I the like the, the there's reasons for it. I I believe.
1: I don't know I how believe. you do any of this on the TV show, but
0: On the TV show, God, I have yeah. no idea.
1: All right. Idea. Final chapter.
0: Uh so uh uh g- uh not Ra- Raul? No. R- um, Raul. Roland, Roland. No
1: more talk of darkness. <laughs> that's literally Forget up. these wide-eyed fears. Yeah. I'm here.
0: Roland is like, hey, let's play a kissing game. And Faiul's like, ooh, that sounds dangerous, but also sexy, but also pairing. Roland oh. is a
1: fuck boy. Yeah. What right, a yeah. pathetic little fuck boy. Oh my God.
0: He's R- shooting his shot, that's for sure.
1: Fuck you, Roland, you piece of shit. Don't pressure women like this. It's gross. It's really fucking gross. I hope he dies painfully. Only yeah. because he's fictional. If he was real, like, I wouldn't want him to die painfully. But he's a fictional character. I can want yeah. him to die.
0: Like, I think we're supposed to have sympathy for him because he kind of, like, saves Fyall from, like, freezing out that one night. But he only does it because he wants to fuck her.
1: And because she's nude and he gets to lie on top of her naked body. Yeah. Like, yeah, Roland. Roland's the worst. Although, Roland is also stopping her from being raped constantly. So... <laughs> Very confusing. This series is fucking weird. When people were like, oh, no, this isn't as grimdark as, like, Game of Thrones, I was like, oh, okay, this might be pleasant. Oh, okay. What the fuck? This is so much worse than Game of Thrones. The This series is so much worse than A Song of Ice and Fire in terms of how it handles things. They're, they're, like, mm-hmm. Game of Thrones has bad moments of, like, no consent and stuff like that, but it isn't as, like, just constant and pervasive as this.
0: I only read the first two books, but, yeah, it definitely doesn't feel... Well, but then th- that's the thing. I only read the first two books, but in the first six books of the series, it's not the case either. It's just further into it. So there are there, there
1: are there are pointed moments where consent where, where the game where Song of Ice and Fire uses lack of consent in a way that I don't always think is great yeah, for yeah. female character development. Like, I agree with that. But it is, like, you know where those moments are in those books because they aren't everywhere. Whereas in this, it's more just that, like, the world doesn't care about consent. And so it's just kind of constant. Yeah. Like, especially around the spanking, right? Like, the spanking in this... And I think that one of the big differences is that when you read it in A Song of Ice and Fire, you're like, oh, this is horrible. And the characters in the book go, this is horrible. And the perspective of our main character is, this is, is horrible. This is horrible. Holy yeah, shit, yeah, how yeah. bad this is. And then in, but in Wheel of Time, I think what is so gross about it to me is the characters are like, this is okay. This is how it should be. Yeah. And like you have some, this this series tries to rationalize awful things in a way that I don't understand why. I don't see the value in it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it all comes together um, in the end, uh, Purple thank you coming back for two months as an ARG.
1: Uh, Gr- uh, Game of Thrones is grimdark on purpose. Wheel of Time doesn't realize it is. Yes.
0: Kinda, yeah. Game um, of Thrones
1: has a, it has a perspective on its grimdarkness, and Wheel of Time thinks that, like, male rape is funny. And, yeah. like, that is a big difference. I don't, there's, there's gross, awful things that happen in Game of Thrones. None of them are comedy beats.
0: Y- yes, that's fair.
1: Right? Yep. And so, like, th- I think that that might be the difference for me.
0: Yeah. Oh, did you not let her know that we're talking at... We're talking at 2.30. Oh. She just said, hope to speak to you. I don't... Did you respond to it?
1: Oh, I did not. You did
0: not. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. We'll do well, that well, later. Let her no- Okay.
1: Uh- <laughs> okay, then you talk.
0: Uh, Obi-Wan we welcome back to the nerd table. Um... Yeah, anyways, uh, Galena, Galena knows uh, that the rod is missing, obviously, uh, they've they've all been uh, punished, and for some reason, Galena is wearing, like, what was it, like a red flower on her head or something? Um, she's finally uh, finally allowed to wear clothes, again, which is really good for her, I guess. Here's the thing, Galena sucks, so I don't really, like, empathize with her as well, she's a terrible human being, and I hate her. Yeah. Um... And she's also planning on killing Fayil. So Fayil's like, yeah, I'm going to bring the rod. We're going to meet. And they're going to go meet in the fucking city where parents people are about to come out of the fucking aqueduct. And everyone's going to, like, pass out from the water. So this is all going to come to a head all at one time. Um, yep. Which uh, I think will happen in this book. I, I believe I believe that's going to get resolved in this one. So we get to the last chapter. A plain, a plain wooden, wooden box. box.
1: Rand goes to fight, or no, Rand goes to talk to the Sanchin. Not Sanchin, Semerhage. Surprise, it's
0: Semerhage. And the only reason that they don't all die is because uh, Ketsuin and Nynaeve are already holding the power with all their trying And the boys
1: and are stuff. too. All of them are. Uh,
0: yes, yes, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um. So Rand, uh, there's like, a, I guess someone has a ward up against magic, maybe, that Semerhage can't see. What? Um. What? What? Semiraj is walking out of the house.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, okay, so they're riding up, right? Yeah. They're yeah. all holding the power except Rand because he throws up. So they're walking up, and then Semiraj... Oh, no, they do. They have their shit inverted and not able to be seen because Rand doesn't have goosebumps when the girls are holding the thing. Okay, so then they ride up, and then Semiraj walks through a ward that, like, makes her um, Mirror of the Mists form shift. Rand sees Semiraj's face, goes, Hey, it's Semiraj. Mm-hmm. She blasts him. She blasting. She starts blasting. He falls, and then when he gets up, it's over.
0: Uh, well, he loses a hand.
1: Well, oh, yeah, no, no, but like the the fight, he
0: <laughs> he doesn't get to participate. I in wish fight.
1: this chat. I wish this POV had been from anyone else's perspective. That's so fair. we could have seen it happen.
0: We miss everything. We miss the Rand like fun bit because Rand is like, "Well, yeah. <laughs> what
1: happened? Oh, we beat another Forsaken. Great.
0: Yeah, Samran has one of Min's daggers in her, uh, and is like standing there pinned to with her her." Uh, he, she's bound with the flows of air. Yeah, yeah. And the, there's a, some dead demonian soldats and stuff, or whatever, but the other ones are like, no, this is the high lady. And they're like, no, it's SEMURAGE. And they're like, oh my god.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I um,
0: Min is best girl. Yeah,
1: I think that this would have been fun to see from an outside perspective so that we could have seen it play out instead of like, Rand reached for the power and then suddenly was on the ground and then suddenly he looked up and SEMURAGE was captured. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, it's, it's cool what happens. Like, well, because uh, the
0: loose Theron of it all is the reason that Rand isn't able to fucking help, right? He can't yeah. seize the power reliably. He feels sick when he does. Like, Rand is fucked. They're going to have to do something about this, but I don't know what that means.
1: Yeah, no, 100%. And it's cool. Like, I. Because I,
0: we find out, we find out in this section that, like, um, uh Simraj tells them that Rand is hearing luce theron's voice and that he's
1: real we got a reveal
0: he is big reveal real yeah he is real apparently but that I don't know doesn't, what that means that doesn't mean but he's apparently Grindel
1: has successfully merged personalities in the past with real people yeah I don't. I don't know what that means it's cool it's a cool concept I don't know why Grendel would do that Grendel seems mostly interested in sex. Um, But apparently Graindle is also a therapist. And like a really good one.
0: Well, I don't know about that. I thought Graindle, Grindel's whole thing is purposefully making people go mad. She just, I thought it was just that she understood the concept better than Simran No,
1: Graindle in the past would merge people's Memories with their past lives.
0: I I th- I thought That's that that <laughs> was a failure.
1: No no no. She says sometimes she would fail, but she she was the only person who could do it. Like she like it, oh so, she
0: was a therapist.
1: She was a psychologist. Yeah yeah. yeah. I yeah. just think it's so funny to think of like Graindall being like uh, yeah the the concept of this character being able to merge your personalities in your head when one of them is literally a person you used to be is like so heady for me.
0: Yeah, which I don't think is going to work. I still hold to my uh, idea that uh, Olivia is going to kill Luce Theron without killing Rand.
1: I think that she, I think it is going to happen. I think either Luce Theron, I, I think that what's going to happen is the bo- the multiple women bonded in his head something about having all of those bonds in his head is going to be able to, like, separate Luce and him. Like, maybe maybe Alana and Luce Theron become a thing and, like, the three girls and Rand become a thing. And, like, they separate by the bond. Like, I, I feel like the bonds are going to save Rand, is what I'm saying. I think something bonds. about the bonding.
0: Fifty-six. Thank you for the 56, super chat. Fifty-six. Thank you for the super chat. Uh, have fun at work.
1: I think something about the bonding of four women is going to save Rand's brain hmm. because there's going to be anchors in his head for his personalities to stay connected to. Does that make sense? I'm. I'm. I'm maybe I'm making it up, but.
0: No, I. I. That's as like solid a theory as any. To be honest, we don't yeah. really. We. We don't really know, how they're gonna do it.
1: Michael Kiyoski, fucking hate you.
0: Rand's got to cut loose. A foot loose. Kick,
1: Kick off, off your Sunday shoes. <laughs> Please, Grain Doll, teach me how to merge my personality with my self from the past <laughs> life. Um. All right. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, this is fun. Rand uh is now partially blind, Uh, and Rand has lost a hand, because uh in The Wheel of Time, Rand takes grievous injuries to, Forsaken, to, to defeat Forsaken. Um,
0: well, yeah, I'm to save Min.
1: Well, uh, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, historically, this is how this happens. They always beat the Forsaken, but Rand takes on some, like, forever injury. Yeah. He has two in his side. Like, Rand is just, like... I, I'm excited to see what Rand looks like at the end of this series.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Before he dies, obviously. I think he is going to die. But he's going to just be, like... The, the before and the after. This is expensive, too. Having to green screen out his hand and all those shots is going to be expensive for the show.
0: Yeah. So they
1: probably won't do it. Um,
0: yeah, that's fair. <laughs> right. This is one of the sp- things people thought we'd get spoiled on at uh, Jordan Con. But. If Rand. Someone we were reading it Rand before
1: without. we Jordan JordanCon.
0: Sure, but I just don't, I don't know if people, like, they, they, it's hard to remember where things happen, right? So people are like, oh, you might get oh, spoiled okay, okay, on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. This Fair. was um this was cool. I just I, I wish we could have seen it happen. It would it, I I like it I it, it would have been uh, I think a little bit more fun from another perspective. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, they defeated another forsaken because well,
0: I don't know. I don't really
1: know what her plan was.
0: Her plan?
1: Yeah. What do you mean? I don't know how she thought she was going to get the Adam on them. Why? What do you mean, why? I don't all know how the, she thought she was going to accomplish that. All
0: the soul are like Highly trained in putting those collars on like Solusia or whatever her face is. Yeah. Collars three women in 0.7 seconds She does some fucking parkour and is like ching ching ching. Yeah, okay. I, I just
1: I like Yeah, I just I the uh, Semiraj's plan just it, it, I, I understand like that the goal was to put a Dom's on the men But they only had a Dom's for the men. I maybe they did maybe they just weren't mentioned But they also had a Dom's for Nynaeve and Kid Swain but, like, I yeah. don't know at what point in the conversation they would have been like, oh, yeah, yeah, you guys can come get close to us.
0: Well, it was going to be a tense close.
1: negotiation, right? Yeah, like,
0: yeah, yeah. You basically get them in the house, you shield them all and collar them. You know, I, I don't think that Simraj had... Um, and obviously And just obviously hope didn't know that you can overpower the, them? Like, well, but here's the thing. Samurai is. No, 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 no. Is Benefic- Swain, is not the most powerful, if and Kat Swain, they literally say if we weren't already holding the power, yeah, then we would have all been probably dead. Like, oh, a
1: thousand percent. So, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So it—it it literally hinged on them already having embraced the source. But
1: why would you assume they weren't? Like, well, because I, I think
0: you said she invert they inverted it so that. Like I, I'm assuming, Semiraj doesn't oh, realize. Oh, Semirage is running
1: with the with. She doesn't know that, that they know they how to know invert how the to the Okay, do okay. That. That, yeah, yeah, that mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Semiraj is like, no, nah, I'm the best. I got this, right? Like, yeah. And so Nynaeve, we know is like the most powerful channeler pretty much ever, except for Olivia. Yeah. So yeah, they've yeah, got yeah, Olivia yeah. and Nynaeve, like most powerful ever. They've Kat Sweeney, who has a lot of battle experience. Eh, you know, this just, just severely underestimated her opponent. That's basically what happened.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, no you're right. That actually makes sense. It, it is... It, they... Yeah. Yeah. But you, you would think that Samaraj... Like, yeah. I, I think that it's just Samaraj is dumb. But that's not... <laughs> the, the problem is, like, oh, she just underestimated them is, like, how the Forsaken always go. And, like, that's a the little bit... more to
0: Mogadien with Nynaeve,
1: right? I know, but the problem... My, the reason why it's not interesting to me now is, like, we've done it once before seven books I ago. I feel like...
0: Every single one of the Forsaken is going to make that mistake once.
1: Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it, it, it is fine, and like I do like, I, I like the idea of them having her kidnapped. I would kill her immediately. Like, there's no way I would let that woman live if she's literally if Ran, if Darren and Ren Head is like, this is the woman who is the best at escaping prison. In, yeah, ever. yeah,
0: I would just kill her. <laughs> honestly, this is a
1: woman who is literally the 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 greatest prison escape person. She is so good at escaping prison that usually the person who get her out of the prison are the guards. I would just be like, oh, I'm going to kill that woman right now.
0: Yeah, I, I would personally. We'll see if they do.
1: Maybe maybe Samuraj is the person who teaches Kat Swain to like, not think that she's the fucking greatest shit ever. And maybe we I get some character means. development for Catswain
0: Swain. I, 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 I doubt that. So what happens.
1: you're saying is catswain Swain sucks?
0: No. Uh, I'm not saying that. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, at the end of this chapter is uh, Matt um, absolutely annihilating a bunch of people with cannons. With crossbows. Oh, I thought it was the cannons, because they exploded. No. And limbs went flying everywhere.
1: They don't have cannons yet.
0: Are you sure? I'm pretty sure they... They need they... a bell founder. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure they threw fireworks into a group of men, and they exploded limbs everywhere. What? Yeah. Where is, um... Where is... Where does it happen? Um...
1: No, Teslin shoots a fireball uh, to light the scene and then the crossbowmen start firing. There's no, there's no bombs. Teslin lights up the area and then 2,000 crossbow bolts go off at the same time. There's no, there's no explosions.
0: Yeah, yeah, there is. They have, yeah, like saying they have grenades.
1: They don't have grenades. They literally
0: explode like a thousand men.
1: They have grenadiers. No, they shoot fucking crossbows.
0: No, they explode. Yes, because
1: 2,000 crossbows go off at the same time. They get torn to shreds, but there's no cannons.
0: No, no, no. No. Okay, <laughs> suddenly a ball of red light was floating high above the ground. Yes. Bathing the soldiers in an unearthly go, they had a heartbeat to gape along the line. A thousand crossbow strings gave its sound with a loud snap and thousands of bolts streaked into formation. Punching through breastplates, knocking men off their feet, blah, blah, blah. None struck squarely, but that hardly mattered. Um... Oh, I guess it's just... crossbows. Well, the light made it sound like I thought things were exploding.
1: Yeah, no. Um,
0: yeah, no, you're right.
1: Yeah, no. Yeah, chat yeah. Is, don't re-chat. Chat is apparently spoiling things. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. Uh, it's no. just
1: crossbow bolts.
0: I, I, The light confused me. I thought that there was like an explosion.
1: Well, But you said cannons and I was like, they haven't met the bell founder yet. Yeah, so, no, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Don't re-chat. It's spoils. Okay. Spoil city up in this bitch. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. So they annihilate, I don't know, like a thousand men with some crossbow bolts and um, it's pretty wild. It's pretty fucking wild.
1: There you go. Under three hours. We did it again. Another podcast down.
0: Did we? Oh yeah, we we had two and a half minutes.
1: Um, yeah. Uh, I
0: right. um, yeah. Yeah, no, no, you're. It right. was you're a great. Crossing.
1: It was a great. It was a great action sequence for Matt. Uh, two on is the worst, uh, but at least she's like doesn't even care about Sunshine and herself. So like that's that's nice. Yeah. Do I yeah.
0: do high low? Uh, uh, well, first things first. Uh, n- next chapter, chapter t- twenty eight is um.
1: Rodberry, it is spoilers if we haven't read it yet.
0: It's not in that chapter, no.
1: Yeah, no, there's just I
0: just read it.
1: There's just crossbow bolts.
0: It's just crossbow bolts. I read uh, it at like
1: two o'clock in the morning. Um <laughs> no, it's cool. It's a good it's a good moment for Matt. I mm-hmm. honestly, if it wasn't for the um if it wasn't for Tuon, Matt would still be very interesting to me. Tuan has just like absolutely like drained any interest I have in Matt at this point. And No,
0: cuz he's awesome. Like he's one it. of my favorite characters ever.
1: Yeah. I don't know um, what to do about it and um, I'm nervous that I just am like not going to like one of my favorite characters for the rest of the books and that sucks.
0: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But
1: Or Brandon Sanderson comes in and fixes it and writes Matt better. You know what I mean? Or not not writes Matt better cuz it's not that Robert Tron's writing Matt poorly. It's that Tuan... His relationship with Tuan is like inexcusable to me. It doesn't make sense for the character. It is just yeah. prophesied, and so Matt is forced it's literally to Matt like her,
0: gaslighting himself into liking her. into
1: liking a woman whose favorite thing is slavery. Like it is, it is, it is as bad. And she's also the like the black character in the series who just loves slavery, and like that's yeah. weird and uncomfortable. And he calls her. She calls him toy, and like. She won that game and so he stopped calling her precious because he realized like hey, like I'm gonna stop this because it isn't It's a
0: weird game. <laughs> and she's still
1: calling him Toy because she's the worst. And like I just want to like this character again because he there was a there was a point he came back. I was like, oh the books are better when Matt's in them. Like I I said that yeah, on this podcast. I remember and that has been taken away from me by this like very, very weird slavery subplot that is so unnecessary.
0: It's not my favorite, but I am hopeful that there is a reason for it and that it all comes together. Um, Yeah. uh, High-low? Sure. Yeah.
1: Friends, this is much like my childhood uh, dinner table. We celebrate each other's highs, commiserate over each other's lows because that's how you uh, stay together as a family. We start with Clarus's high, then my low, her low, my high. We compliment, sandwich this. Mm Bish! Clarus. Seven chapters of Knife of Daggers... What is your high?
0: Um, my high in a general sense was Egwene. Um obviously like the chapter I think that I think that the I said I being so incompetent, like kinda sucks. But Egwene uh being a fucking badass and her having this moment with BNN. Mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. those like the the, the, the the seeds that she's planting are fantastic. Um so I that that's definitely my high was Egwene in this section. Hundred percent. Agreed. Yeah. What was your low?
1: Huh. <laughs> um, honestly, the other half of the Egwene chapter. like Because the, the Egwene stuff is so good that I wanted the Aes Sedai to be more competent antagonists. Mm-hmm. And they're so dumb that it undermines how great the Egwene stuff is. Mm-hmm. And that was really unfortunate to me. And so, like yeah, th- that fair. was Milo was reading this chapter where I'm like, "Oh, Egwene is being so rad against the most easily defeated enemies in the fucking world." Like, mm-hmm. and and yeah, I, I that 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 to me.
0: That's fair. I think Milo is the is not feeling affected by the AMR, uh mass suicide. Oh yeah. Like yeah. I like feel badly. <laughs> But I had no emotional connection to it. it was just kind of like, oh wow, like that that sucks, which yeah. was unfortunate. um so I think I think that that's my low i I really wish that I had had that I, I had cared about it more, but it just I, yeah, I felt like Lobain and I was like, eh, it doesn't matter. On to Tarman Gaden
1: yeah um yeah, what's my high mm-hmm. uh,
0: There's been good moments.
1: Yeah, it's tough. I there's a few, right? Like, yeah. like I I really like um I, I oh, we didn't talk about it. I'll make this my heck because we didn't talk about it at all. I like that Min is not taking a back seat with Rand, but is pushing him to allow her to be a part of more than just the relationship and is being a, like Min is being the advisor that Rand thinks Cad Swain is trying to be. Mm. And like I, I think that without Min, Rand's behavior would be too erratic. And she is, she's a really important grounding force in all of those scenes. I, I wish that Ketsuane was taking a little bit more of that role, mm-hmm. but um, Min, just Min's presence in general, and, and being like, "No, I'm coming," I'm, you know, and the fact that you know when Samiraj is, you know, standing there shielded, Min's dagger is standing out of her. Like Min is not Min. Yeah, Min, yeah. Just, just Min. Honestly, in all of this, has been. One of the few lights in the series for me the last few books. Yeah. Um, And so I I, I really do love... I love Min here. And um, it is a shame that Rand loses a hand and his eyesight to protect her when that blast is coming his way. And that he doesn't dodge it to save her. Um, And I hope that, you know, I hope that she appreciates what he did for her there. Um, But I hope we get some time about that and about how important... She's so important that, like it is worth losing a hand and having to relearn how to fight with a sword um, because of how important she is to him. Yeah. But her, like, just her, she she is the advisor Rand actually needs and I really enjoy her and I, I love her as a character. Yeah. And I think that um, her personality is just awesome. I, I also just like that, like, she doesn't try to be anybody else. Like, she still has her unique sense of fashion and she's, she's so, she's so intent on just continuing to be herself in this series. Yep. But is also willing to work with different people and, and approach, you know, she she is kind of what Moraine was to yeah. me. Um, and so, like, you know, every week throughout the whole slog, we would be like, oh, God, like, this is tough. Not enjoying this. But not Min. Min's great.
0: Min has always been wonderful. And
1: like, it's, that's never changed. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I, I'm just really into that. I really enjoy, I enjoy that character. And she was the highlight of the week for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I think that's valid. Yeah. We love men.
1: We love men. Yeah. And I love men. Uh, <laughs> if you uh, like this video, like and subscribe to the channel. If you don't, don't, that's fine. Hit the dislike button. Leave the same comments down below you've been leaving uh, for like five months. Uh, if you
0: Thank you for acknowledging the algorithm goddess and feeding her appropriately.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. If you want to come back next week, don't. We're canceling the book club. This is the end.
0: That's a lie. This has been a
1: fun journey. But, We're um, not. No,
0: I'm making it to the end of this book. Clarus will be up. reading
1: with somebody else next week. Uh, they'll be more attractive than me and probably smarter Jesus and Christ, uh, probably better for everybody. Um, this is my last day as a member of Nerdy Nightly. I'm leaving the company.
0: I'm just moving um, to New Zealand without me.
1: No, uh, I'm actually, I'm moving to Indianapolis uh, to be a fisherman on the White River. All right. Can you imagine if we actually were just like, you know what? Next week, we're going to be uh, starting a new book club about Dune. Uh, this is no, it. No,
0: no, no. I have invested too much. I need to see the series to the end. I gotta. Can you
1: imagine if we DNF'd? DNF? Did not finish. That's what, like, book talk people say when they don't finish a book. Can you imagine if we DNF'd?
0: Not in this economy.
1: <laughs> Nerdy puts a one ring on and vanishes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Bilbo baggins and never come back.
0: I like less snap. You have as well as you deserve.
1: No, I'm fucking kidding. We'll be back next week with the end of this book. Hopefully it's great. Um
0: I'm actually, yeah, I'm getting David Harbour to step in for you next week.
1: Um Yeah. I'm 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 excited for when Brandon Sanderson takes over and there's less spanking. Um I, I, I really am. I think that if I can stop having to put the book down because I'm rolling my eyes so hard that my brain hurts, I will enjoy the reading more. But I, I stop and start so much because I get so frustrated right now. Yeah, yeah. And ever since I promised chat that I would read every word, reading this has become a lot harder for me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I actually feel like getting through Crossroads of Twilight was a little bit easier because I skimmed when, like, the description started to get really bland and, like, Knife of Dad, now that I'm going back to actually reading every description of everything in these books, mm-hmm. I am so, like, that beginning of that Seafolk chapter, reading about all of the boats, I was like, I want to burn so many boats. every copy of this book to it's the ground. It's like
0: fucking Becky from uh, How I Met Your Mother. Boats, boats, boats! And I was like, ah! Yeah.
1: And, I, and well, we didn't talk about this with the Seafolk. I didn't really understand a lot of what they were saying.
0: Mm-hmm. Yo, oh, me neither. I was, and like, so I was In- like interesting. Reading okay. it
1: over and over and and I'm dyslexic. So like the the Seafolk chapter was extra frustrating for me because I felt like I just was be I, I thought I was just having dyslexic moments and that I'd read the words wrong.
0: But no, they're actually words that we like are not familiar like, with.
1: There's one where it's like, um, what was it? I he's gonna have to kiss the Death master's sister. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know what that means. I couldn't even tell if it was good or bad. I was so confused by that one sentence yeah, yeah, that yeah. I asked you, I was like, do you know what the sentence means? You're like, no. And I was like, okay, so I did read it. I think it right. it's
0: some kind of like, uh, not euphemism, but an a, 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 analogy, allegory, whatever you call it.
1: Yeah. And uh. so I think that like, I think I actually might've enjoyed reading Crossroads of Twilight a little bit more because I skimmed more. Mm-hmm. And now that I have promised I, because people were so upset when I said that I skimmed, I promise I'm reading every word. It it makes the books worse. It's
0: many words, yeah.
1: Well yeah. and they're not important.
0: There's a lot of yeah, it's not important
1: words. Like there there when Rand goes to fucking tear, he there's like nine people he describes in that room and then he talks to three of them. <laughs> And, and the only people he talks to in that scene are the ones we've already met before. All of the new characters that are described never come up in the conversation. They never say anything. They don't have a. Per- so, like, he literally just describes clothing on mannequins and then turns to Darlin and has a conversation with Darlin after, like, talking with these. After d- describing the full outfit of these three people who aren't relevant to the scene.
0: Yeah, yeah, Chad is saying just go back to skimming.
1: He will literally describe a character that walks out of the room and is never seen again. He's like, yes, she had all, oh, the embroidery on her thing was a pink flower, and then a yellow flower, and then a red flower in succession up her sleeve. There were seven slashes of colors down her chest, and then she left the room. And you're like, why did we learn that? (laughs) Why, Robert?
0: Don't forget, she probably has an S name. Why, Robert? (laughs) Why, Robert? Do we have a smut corner or did we already insert that earlier in the book? <laughs> uh, wow. It's gonna be okay.
1: It's gonna be okay. We got
0: some pages where some stuff is gonna happen and then we've got to some, some Sanderson yeah. to enjoy. So.
1: <laughs> people might like, go back to skimming. Y'all, people canceled hundreds of dollars in Patreon support. Literally, like, the, the, the blowback to finding out that I was skimming cost us, like, hundreds of dollars a month. I'm not joking. Like, there were people... There was someone who was pledged at, like, a $50 a month tier on our Patreon who canceled a $50 a month Patreon tier just because I didn't read every word. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, well... If the people... And, and like, the those are the people who actually, like, you know... are The people who are supporting the show financially, I think, are the people who... Love it the most? Maybe that's the wrong way to take it. I, I shouldn't say that. What I mean is that, like, if those, if the people who like us enough to give us money for nothing because the content is free, yeah, 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 get that upset. Maybe I'm doing it wrong. But I want to. I want to make those people happy because if they love it that much, if they love it enough that they're they're like, oh no, I'm going to support this financially. I don't want those people to feel like put off by the show. And I don't know. I, I this, fuck. Content is a weird job, y'all. I'm very conflicted about everything. Look, here's the thing:
0: people in people take in content differently. It, art is subjective. All of that, like.
1: And I also, so. I also know that like there are plenty of people who aren't in a financial position, to, and I don't want to. I don't want to be like the people who give us money are like better fans or something like that. That's not what I'm saying. But the, when. I can't read every comment on every YouTube video because we get, like, four and a half thousand comments a week, right? So I I don't read a lot of those comments, but I do read every exit survey on Patreon. Yeah. And so when those exit surveys all come back with nerdy sucks, nerdies, and, like, those... And maybe the exit survey is the wrong place because those people are stopping to support us and reading why people are stopping supporting us is always going to be negative because why would anyone stop supporting us for a positive reason? Maybe I've, like, done this to myself. (laughs) Um, but when those people are like, fuck you for not reading every word, I go, okay, well then I'll read every word. And then I read every word and I'm like, why am I doing this? This is boring as fuck.
0: Um, I just want to say before, uh, Kevin, thank you for the super chats. Skimming gives you more to pick up on later rereads. That's fair. Honestly, I like, I, I, I love having the opportunity to read a book more than once because I like seeing what I, what I missed out on. 100%.
1: But, and uh, look, I again, this is free content. I don't want anyone to expect anything or to like, you know, other than Blue. We expect Blue to give us money every week. But other than Blue, um, I this is free content no. and the intention is for it to be free. It is just oh. that like, you know, if people do sign up for the Patreon. Blue! I do try and give their comments. I, I do try and read their comments because they, they paid for that, right? Like I, I want to, I want to respect that. Sure, 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 right? sure,
0: sure, sure. Uh, Blue, thank you for gifting it. Blue! <laughs> Membership. <laughs>
1: I, dude, we do love you, Blue.
0: Uh, yeah, no, thank you. That that's that's, that's very kind. Uh, <laughs> it. Enjoy those uh, emotes. Enjoy your Nargs friends. Mm-hmm. And thank you, thank you for being here. Thank you for those gifted, Blue. Um, But uh, James Ross, thank you as well for the super chat. James Ross, thank you. Here's my
1: contribution. Love you guys. Thank you. And I I don't, I'm not trying to say this to get people to give us money. I appreciate all of the super chats and all of the memberships. I'm not trying Mm -hmm. to say that at all. If you've never given us a dime, I, I don't want you to think that there's like a hierarchy of fan. I'm just being honest about the fact that it is easier for me to consume the Patreon comments than it is for me to consume everything else. Because it's so... Guys, we're, we're in such a fortunate place where it is so much. Like, I don't think I can begin to tell you how many notifications come in every five seconds. And you can't turn off emails for Patreon comments. You can turn off everything else from Patreon. But every time somebody comments on a Patreon post, we get an email about it. And I can't turn it off. There's no setting to turn that off. And so, like, I, like, I can't begin to explain to you, like... I, I would love to read every single comment, because I appreciate everybody who interacts with us, whether it's positive or negative. Yep. I just can't. I, like, at this point, it's impossible. Yeah.
0: We're doing our, we're doing our best, I promise. Melinda Craft, thank you for that super chat. Thank you for that super chat. We appreciate it.
1: Uh, Arezu, Keshevapur, uh, I, I quit the Patreon because I wanted to send more super chats and couldn't excuse doing both.
0: You know what? That's that, very that sweet That of you. works thank for you. us. Thank you. That is
1: very sweet. I appreciate we appreciate that. it. Uh, Michael Kioski says, "I need the full Expanse reactions. Uh, Expanse season uh, two, episode one reaction goes up today, um, and uh, yeah. we show off our uh, our own Rosanante in that. So that's fun. Go check that out at six PM Eastern. Um,
0: yes, this From, makes me want to bump you.
1: my page up to fifty. Don't, do not. <laughs> I, we don't need money, guys. I'm, do
0: not, you guys. You you feel like this came first. off wrong? I
1: I wasn't trying to say that I wanted people to give me more money. I was I was just trying to be honest about the fact that those are the." Things I read more because there's fewer of them.
0: Well, and they pop up. Like you said, you know, they're on your phone.
1: L-Gage, fuck, you uh, guys are fucking... I, <laughs> should I cancel my Patreon stuff so I can write something nice in the next message? This was not the goal of what I was saying.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cancels it so that you oh can compliment God. Nerdy. But
1: then but then come back. Because we're going to start doing... Um, there's going to be more stuff on the Patreon soon. What? Um, yeah.
0: I'm, I'm... What? There's
1: going to be more stuff on the Patreon soon. Oh, okay. Well, we talked... We, we have some things coming up. Yes.
0: Oh, like the later, later things.
1: The later things, but oh. there's but the, but the patrons are going to be a part of the planning and stuff for that.
0: Oh yeah, you're gonna find out what that is on Nerdy's birthday. Should we
1: do an announcement for the members and the patrons?
0: Oh, should the, they the, find the,
1: out the day before?
0: We could do a members-only stream, but on
1: Thursday, and then do a patrons-only stream. Do it twice.
0: I don't know if I. I don't. know. Okay,
1: hmm. y'all. On my birthday, we're announcing a big project. Um.
0: Very big, cool, exciting, big thing. Yes. Uh,
1: so uh, the, we're going to be live on this show. It's going to be the first episode of Gathering Storm on this show, uh, and then I'm going to be live on my YouTube all day uh, playing uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Survivor. Um, next week is going to be the last week of new reading for a month. On this show,
0: yes, because unfortunately we are gone for Star Wars Celebration, and then we are gone for Jordan Con, which we um, unfortunately do not have a panel for.
1: James Ross, thank you for that uh, super chat.
0: James Ross, thank you so much. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's a good little ship. And Michael
1: Kioski likes the way I say Rosanante.
0: <laughs> Nicholas Reed as well, thank you for that super, Reed, you for that super chat. do you have a preference of Patreon versus YouTube? If we can only do one, do you get a different cut? I,
1: guys, I don't need you to give us money. <laughs> I I feel like this has come off so wrong, and like that wasn't what I was trying to say. <laughs> um don't d- do whatever you want if you want the full-length reactions go to patreon that's all that's there if you want anything else yeah be here, they're very they're you know? very
0: similar luckily so it's not
1: the goal um, the goal is that there is going to be more members only and patreon only stuff moving forward um but none of it will stay members only and patreon only forever like the goal is with some of the content that we have coming up there's going to be stuff that is patrons and members first. And then goes public um, later. Um, The full reactions are going to stay Patreon only because there's not really a way for us to do that on YouTube. Um, That makes sense. But um, because people would have I I don't want all those videos on this channel. So we would have to be members to a second channel. It just doesn't work. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: So we are going to uh, we're going to stay away from. But yeah, no, no. We're like there's gonna be a lot of gaming stuff coming up. Um, Not like video gaming, but a lot of tabletop gaming stuff coming up. That's Mm -hmm. going to go to patrons and members first. Uh, Joe Berlin says, when is my birthday? April 28th. Uh, it'll be the start of Gathering Storm. Oh, uh, let's... Yeah, sorry. You were in the middle... I'm sorry. I was answering your question. You were in the middle of the Yeah, tonight. no, it's all good. The schedule for the rest of the... For the next month.
0: Um, yes. Uh, one second. Angela has given us a wonderful super chat. Thank you, Thank Angela. Thank you, Angela. Any chance you're beating Shadow and Bone TV show when your current shows are done? I Probably didn't... not. So, so, Shadow and Bone season one, we... Had fun watching, but uh, neither of us loved it. And so I don't think we're super interested in doing a season two. Uh, I if that think changes, that I'll let you know.
1: <laughs> Shadow and Bone tried to mix two book series together into one TV show in a way that harmed both of the narratives from those books. And so I. Y-
0: y- yeah, I didn't not love my, the way
1: the season played favorite. out, season one.
0: Yeah, not my favorite. So yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not sure. I do not believe that we will be covering it, unfortunately.
1: Even though everyone on um, it is very attractive. Yes, um, it's like
0: by panic. Uh, if you elements. want
1: to hear Clarissa's thoughts uh, on season one, uh, that video is live uh, on our channel. There is a video about season one on the channel uh, mm. with her and uh, chaotic neutral goblin. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So yeah. So uh, unfortunately, we do not have a panel for Jordan Khan. Uh, they let us know that. They weren't really doing, like, book uh, podcasts, but that... For us. Yeah, uh, yeah. Thanks, Jordan Khan. Uh, so they did say that we could, uh, find a spot in the lobby and do something, so we might do that. Um... We will let you guys know.
1: Don't tell Jordan Khan, but we might go ham and, um... Make it all about us. We might be very
0: no, no. We we're not gonna not, make it I'm all kidding, about I'm kidding, us. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, but we're we do want to try and do something with y'all there because it's mm. we're really excited to go. We're excited to meet a lot of you. We're excited to talk about the books. So we're gonna figure out what, what that is. But yeah, we're gonna finish this reading and then we're doing the full and then we're doing a week off because we're in Star Wars celebration and then the following week we are doing the full book recap of this and then there is another week off while we're at Jordan Con. Yes. So we'll figure out what that week is going to be.
1: Also, the full book recap week for this is going to be, uh, fuck, let's just pull up the dates really quick here so everyone has them.
0: It's the week after, no, sorry.
1: Oh, no, that's not Google Calendar. Uh,
0: Next week, last segment of this, Yeah. the following week is a Star Wars celebration. So there will be a book
1: club, but it will be for Jedi Battle Scars by Sam Eggs.
0: Yes. Yes, And then the following week, which is the 14th.
1: April 14th. The plan for the show on April 14th, y'all, is we are going to do a full book recap and also cover the Strike a Child Ghoul and Ravens. So all of the stories that um, Robert Jordan wrote, will solely wrote, Ravens, Strike a Child Ghoul, and the full book recap for Knife of Daggers will Mm -hmm. be April 14th. That way we get all of that, all of Robert Jordan's stuff done before Jordan Kahn. Mm-hmm. And then on the April 28th, on my birthday, we're going to come back with the first week of um, Gathering Storm.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, Strike Child Ghoul and Ravens are going to be on April 14th, because mm-hmm. uh, it's the one week between Star Wars Celebration, uh, and we can't do it in London. It just wouldn't work, um, because we have a panel that day. Yeah, um, yeah.
0: Literally on the Friday.
1: And then uh, Jordan Khan we're not going to do a book club we, yeah, I don't think, we, we don't want to, like, do a book club at Jordan It will be, like, a book so. club,
0: but I think we're going to try and do something, so.
1: um And all, yeah, AOT is going to stay at four episodes a week, Khan. Yes. We're, we're like, way ahead on that, and we're going to keep getting ahead because of all of our travel, so that those keep going up on schedule. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, we've already seen half of season three. No, we've seen no, the first, no. ha- we've seen okay. half of the first half of season three. Yeah.
0: Maybe, yeah, like, Because the
1: four. first chunk of season three is 12 episodes, and we've seen six. Oh, okay. So, like, yeah. we're, we're significantly ahead of the YouTube videos uh-huh. um, because we have to get ahead because April's so crazy that we want to have everything filmed weeks in advance for that yeah. so that it can go up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, y'all, thank you for an amazing book club. Thank you for sticking around. Yeah, this uh, was fun. This is, I think, our longest one. So we're going to...
1: I think trolls will be intimidated by how giant nerdy is. I think the trolls will be intimidated by the people who surround us to keep us from getting spoiled. You know what I mean? I feel like we'll have... I feel like, you know, we've already had a couple of people be like, yeah, we'll hang out and make sure that, like, you're not spoiled, so...
0: Yeah, yeah. Come hang out with us, guys. It's going to be fun. We're really looking forward to it. Um, we'll post everything in the Discord so that it's clear, so that it's not just, like, verbal spewed to you at the end of this book club. Everything will be in the Discord. Hell yeah. Yeah,
1: thank you so much, y'all. I'm sorry. I I, I feel like we had some pretty open and honest conversations today, and that was nice, and I hope that you uh, were down for that. I... um. I I just want people to know, as a final thought before we leave today, I'm not hate reading and I'm not making the show too hate on it. I I deeply, deeply, deeply want to love these books. And And you have loved many of them. I have, right? Yeah. I I just, I I am pained by the fact that I'm not enjoying them as much as I want to. And Mm so I'm sorry if at any point the show has come across as me like shitting on something that you love and me trying to convince you not to love it. I am trying to convince myself to love it. And this show has really, for a lot of the slog, honestly, and I understand why people feel this way, the negativity is not coming from me enjoying hating, but rather uh, this has been a place for me to try and work through why this thing that I did love for six books so much has become something that I'm struggling with so much. And I, I, I understand that it is selfish of me to be using this as a way to talk through my own feelings, but, but I don't know how to do this show in any other way. Uh, and so I, I'm, I'm so deeply hopeful that we can, that as we continue through the end of this book and into the final books, I will, um, go back to finding that real love for the wheel of time that I had. Um, because, you know, I, 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 feel like I'm almost nostalgic for a year ago and I'm chasing how deeply moved and, and joyful the weeks were because of both the wheel of time, but also because of this community and because of this book club. Um, and I'm, I'm chasing that feeling, you know, you know, like an addict, you know, chasing the dragon, um, because it really, it it was the best of my week. And, um, I've, I've, I've communicated this with Clarus, um, and maybe not so much on book club, but I have been struggling with the fact that I am not enjoying it because I, I deeply want people to love this, um, live stream each week. And that struggle has been not my favorite, um, Uh, just because I I, I feel, like, selfish in my lack of enjoyment. And I, 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 you know, I just want to be honest about that. This has never been about me trying to convince you not to love it if you love it. Mm -hmm. Um, And if it has veered in that direction because I have been unable to process my emotions the best at times, I I just want to apologize to anyone who's felt that way Um, because uh, I never want that. I, I never want people to feel like my criticism of art and of writing is directed personally at any person other than Robert Jordan who... Um, I'm gonna fight in heaven one day. Um,
0: <laughs> You're not going to heaven, please.
1: I don't think Robert Jordan went to heaven either. <laughs> uh I don't think that you can write about spanking this much and be uh hundred percent straight. And apparently only hundred percent straight people go to heaven. So uh a shame really. Um yeah, so uh, yeah, I, I just I hope that nobody feels like this has ever been pointed. And I you know, when we get spicy, I just um it's it's been a ride. It's mm-hmm. it's had some very high highs and some Honestly, low lows, but uh, I joke about quitting. I I would never. I want to finish this so bad. I want to know. Even if I hate the ending, I I just want to know. And so we'll be here next week with the end of Knife of Daggers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, y'all. We appreciate you always. Thank you. Especially now, but always.
1: Oh, three and a half hour (laughs) show. Let's go. Crushed it. All right. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Do something nerdy tonight.
0: (laughs) Bye, guys.